Welcome to another movie chat with Mike and Pat. Today we are watching Under Siege 2 Dark Territory, where Steven Seagal reprises his role as Casey Ryback. This time the danger is no longer on the sea, but on the tracks, and we will have to see what is in store for Casey Ryback. <laughs> <laughs> secret satellite with nuclear capabilities a team of international terrorists a government held hostage president and the others been safely evacuated an undetectable moving headquarters i'd like to call your attention to the highly trained men with the automatic weapons they may be called upon to shoot you there's only one problem any other heroes the cook from Under Siege is back. I'm not even a good cook, but there are some things I'm good at. And things are really heating up. It's a 45, okay? Yeah. Last time, he rocked the boat. This time, the sky's the limit. Siege 2, Dark Territory, 1995? 95, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, we uh, we welcome back the uh, ex-Navy SEAL slash culinary artist. Um, <laughs> culinary artist. Casey Ryback. Yeah. Um, Steven Seagal's, uh, I guess, um, second entry as, uh, as this uh, very resourceful uh, Navy SEAL captain who yeah. we learn is a specialist in Counterterrorism, um, right. according to um, some of his supporting cast members. So uh, yeah, yeah. So some some may wonder, starting with Under Siege two, but skipping over Under Siege, it's not technically true because we attempted Under Siege already. Um, that didn't. Yes, this is very true. Yeah, yeah. So we, uh, <laughs> Let's call yeah. it technical difficulties. <laughs> We recorded what a solid like hour and a half. Maybe, talking maybe a little bit about right, it. right. Maybe more like technical ineptitude, yeah, rather than well, difficulties. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if it was it was it was a good under siege discussion, but it was more of a uh, probably a Steven Seagal, um, you know, discussion. Yeah. There were there was a lot of yeah. Steven Seagal centric stuff. Exactly, yeah. very much so. But maybe we, uh, we didn't focus as much so much on the uh, the movie, but more yeah. on the man, the myth, the legend, right, um, or embellished legend, whatever you want to call it, but. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we did try to make the entry, but uh, we said, you know what, forget it. We'll just we'll have to we'll just have to come back and uh, let's move on to number two because we recently saw um, 
you know, his supporting cast member here, uh, Everett McGill and um, Silver Bullet. Mm -hmm. and we thought, why not just parlay uh, a new a new Everett McGill character into Under Siege 2. Right. Maybe the first time in the history of podcasting, maybe just movie that talks in general, where you're, we've created a line based on the actor Everett McGill. Right, yeah. Yes, just a straight up line. Yeah, we're doing as, you know, uh, one degree separation of <laughs> Everett McGill. <laughs> right. Who is, you know, such a famous actor, you know. Yeah, but, but we, we chose, all know yeah, Everett we, McGill. Yeah, we clearly chose the most well-known actor uh, to connect another movie to. But, you know, I thought it was a, a brilliant idea. You know, why not? To, you know, it just gives us some kind of categorically a uh, little bit of difference, you know, yeah. and just change things up. And uh, yeah. And I got to admit, uh, you know, his character here is just as menacing as it is in uh, Silver Bullet. So he's definitely got a, uh, he, you know, he's definitely got a, a genre working out for him. Uh, so this is, this is not mm -hmm. quite horror, but I mean, he's still playing a very uh, tall, dark, menacing character, if you will. Well, yeah. not so much. He's got a little platinum blonde hairstyle this time. So I am a little taken back. I think that. it's more gray. Gray. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. He yeah. kind of. He's giving me that, um, I don't know, it just seems very 90s, you know, very close cropped Caesar yeah. look here. But yeah, maybe it is gray. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. He's still a pretty tough dude here. Still still has his nice southern draw, which I did some Googling. Apparently, he's from Miami, Florida. So that's technically the south, though. Yeah, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I would have thought, I would have Miami thought Texas, and, yeah, with his yeah, accent, I, you know. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think know. of Miami and. Yeah. southern accents I would is assume, going together yeah but, I, I don't either i would think he would have a different type of flair with that you know being from miami but um that's what i, I mean that's what i said on the bio i could be wrong I don't know. Right. Maybe, maybe that's just where he grew up but uh you know, yeah born but you know he's still has a deep draw and he's like casey ryback i can't believe we got casey ryback yeah <laughs> casey well, explicative ryback yeah so <laughs> so speaking of casey ryback we're we are coming back to Steven Seagal's best character, I would venture to say. Yeah. I mean, coming from his, it's the sequel to his best movie. His best movie ever, yeah. Um, as far as just popularity and. Um, and what, even yeah, just overall just, success yeah, and exactly. critical and commercial, I, I would assume. I mean, you think of Steven Seagal, you think of Under Siege as like. Oh, yeah. Top bill. Yeah, yeah. Number there's, one. There's no doubt. This, the Under Siege is, is the apex of Steven Seagal. So now he's just trying to parlay that success of Casey Ryback into yet another film this time. Right. Um, well, we had we had uh, Under Siege, box office smash, critical success, and then he leveraged that into the bleep show that is on Deadly Ground. And I guess because that was such a flop, he had to go back to the well. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, okay, well, I didn't do so well that one time. So what? Where am I good at? Let me dig myself out of a hole by being. Deep. Yeah, and I'm wondering if you know the greats, the greats as far as action. Well, there, I think he's got a. He, he wants to be associated with a certain type, whether it's, I think I, I did mention in the, when we tried to do the Under Siege one that no one's going to hear, but you know, you and I talked about it. I, I, I kind of 
see him like he's trying to be like a Clint Eastwood sort of deal, you know, the tall, silent, tough guy. Right. right? Yeah. Uh, and Clint Eastwood had like a kind of a, a character franchise, you right? Know, with yeah. The Dirty Harry stuff. Right. Um, and the man with no name. Right. Yeah. yeah. So you yeah. had it twice. Yeah. And then look at another action uh action star icons sylvester sloan with with rambo so mm-hmm. maybe he thought that this could be like a franchise a series that right he, he could keep rolling character. on with this right. character yeah right and i, I actually kind of think that's funny that you mentioned the uh the e the clint eastwood um you know analogy because Part of me was going to knock, I mean, kind of pick at this, but like in this whole film, I think Steven Seagal literally delivers like 10 lines. <laughs> <laughs> he literally says maybe, I mean, it's just, he's not very conversational throughout this film. I mean, he's all action, which yeah. is fun, which, which you like, but I mean, it's either just a one-liner or a, a, a comment. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, he just, uh, he doesn't bring a lot of dialogue into this film. And I, I'm, I would dare say it's actually less than he brought while he was in Under Siege 1. So it's just kind of like, here's the formula. Don't talk so much. Just be, you know, the uh, the, the dude that's breaking necks and breaking heads <laughs> yeah. and uh, getting yourself in and out of trouble and have a couple one-liners and, um, you know, obviously show that you and your um, niece have some type of, like, you know, trepidation and some, you know, some, some issues and, that's probably all the most most of his talking was in the beginning when he was talking to her and uh, to the bartender, and then after that it was just all about like uh, it's all about action and this is what I'm trained for. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the niece played by Catherine Heigl, um, who became famous later on for Grey's Anatomy, right? And, yeah, uh, did, did did a bunch of films too, right? And did a lot of romantic comedies yeah Yeah. Uh, 27 dresses uh, Uh, the truth i mean i mean my father the hero (laughs) which is before this one uh and yeah i mean you have to say it but yeah and then more correct who's had a bigger career you know in the future uh, after this movie he kind of plays the uh, like the comical sidekick. Who yeah, has literally no. Actually, if you think about it, he's kind of like the Erica Eleniac of the uh, you know. Oh, he's totally of, the Erica yeah Eleniac. of the yeah. first film, but uh, instead this time he's a porter. Yeah, and he was meant to be on there, and he's more of a comedic value than just you know, mm-hmm. you know, Erica Eleniac. Just I guess, for lack of a better term, eye candy for the first film. You know, right? And you're just like, and then she's like. You know, first film she has all she is is a playmate to come and do like a show and you know from from the first scene to the end she's like blazing guns and killing dudes so yeah. you know and uh, of course um uh, morris chestnut character also has like a character arc to where he does something very similar where he's just uh he's just trying to be you know smooth talker and yeah yeah it's just it's it is like mm-hmm. the same character they just kind of punch into the uh to the script there so yeah um okay so yeah we got uh captain heigl morse chestnut who else we have we've got eric bogosian um eric bogosian is a guy that i've seen other things i don't know a ton about his background um but he plays uh the travis dane travis dane who is a a 
presumed dead. Son? Yeah, who yeah. everybody thinks has been killed in a car accident, which we learn r- right from the beginning. If you aren't listening, you miss it. Yeah, it's kind of quick. It's kind of just off to the side. Yeah, you know? it's kind of one of those weird <laughs> things that I, I can't help but notice in a movie. Yeah, like, like <laughs> there's like there's like unnecessary exposition where they've got to explain something that. I guess the people in the scene should already know. Right, yeah. So, so what, <laughs> I guess what it is is they, they launched this uh, Grazer 1 satellite, Grazer which is, one, apparently yeah. is an 18 megajoule um, earthquake-inducing death it machine. It also may be bejeweled. Yeah, bejeweled, yeah. I mean, it's, and I guess, it, I guess earthquake-inducing death machine that will uh, either cause an earthquake or just make your plane explode. Um, but yeah, it's made like a little miniature death. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess, I mean, yeah. And they're they're just mentioned after they celebrate their success. They just mention, oh yeah, where's Travis? And they're like, oh, you know, he died. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And there wasn't there there was no body. We just found a note that said, uh, what was the note here? Is chance favors the prepared mind. It's a lovely quote. Yeah, it's it's something that makes sense. Absolutely. Other, I mean, that was probably the outside of dark territory was it was the other it was the other uh repetitive quote throughout the movie you know because i mean right. of course they mentioned dark territory like nine times throughout the movie yeah um and then so yeah you got him and honestly i mean we can go through the uh through the uh, film as we as we discussed but i think if he i think he was I mean, this is just my opinion. I think he was a little bit of an overactor. He was just like having a little too much fun with the he character. He was handling it. Yeah, up, yeah, doing okay. a lot of like uh, just like Twilight, um, not Twilight, excuse me, um, uh, Twilight Zone quotes. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he, just, he did like even like quote like the entire opening. Yeah, movie. and he was just like I don't know. He just seemed, I feel like he was like a almost like a radio personality playing this this. Uh, you know, I think there's this. Uh, this yeah, character. I feel like I need to look this up. But there's a movie he plays. I think that kind of made him a bit famous, where he actually did play. A radio personality? Yeah. Okay, just the yeah. way he delivered, he's just like, I mean, even when he's talking to the hostages, he's like, hello, hostages, uh, I am your captor speaking. You know, he's just very, just, I don't know, I guess he was just almost over-enthusiastic. Yeah, almost, the movie is called Talk Radio. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it came out in 1988. There you go. Maybe he was just stuck on that character, I don't know. It's just, uh, you know what, I've, I've heard of Talk Radio. Okay, yeah, and so he was in Under Siege 2, um... Interesting. So I, I don't know. I just thought he was a little bit, a little bit much in this role. But I mean, he was still. I mean, he made it work. Um, yeah. And then uh, of course Everett McGill is uh, um, Penn. Cool, Penn, yeah, who was kind of the hired hand to help. And then you had Peter Green there, who I don't know if you even have a name, but he was. I think he was mercenary. Mercenary one. one. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I think you mercenary one. Patrick Kilpatrick was mercenary two. two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love Which the di- these two are like I love the numbers, the differentiation. Yeah, I don't understand important. why you don't yeah. give them like yeah. these characters' names, yeah, these guys' names, them. because you see them and you know who they are. You like you've seen them, like, them in yeah. other things. You could have called them like Ken or Ryu, something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, we yeah. could we could have done a Street Fighter thing. Yeah, so I guess I guess the movie starts off with like what the, I, you see like NASA like launching that satellite. Yeah, right? yeah, very very uh, uh, definite mid nineties cartoony graphic right yeah and you're looking at a space you're like the way i thought this yeah was there's a train What's yeah going on? it starts out like with like this very okay. uber patriotic cool. music which it's 
interesting, but then like a, a shuttle launch? Yeah, a shuttle launch is going on, and then you see like a horizon of a, of a planet. I'm not even sure. Is this Krypton that we're looking at right now? I mean, it's... <laughs> <laughs> well, I did say, I did say there was like a scene like when they they're in it's in orbit and they're launching the satellite from the shuttle yeah i don't I, i've never i'm not an astronaut never been to space yeah. i don't know if this is how this is really done yeah i don't know um that. however it seems it, it just looks it looked maybe maybe at the time and i saw this in the movie theater honestly yeah and so i'm pretty sure i didn't think much of it then but now looking at it now i'm like this looks terrible. Yeah, clearly the shuttle looked like it was just a model put there, <laughs> yes, in front of like a little yeah. paper, yeah. uh, like paper cardboard, uh, yeah. like picture screen. It was yeah. very, very, very. Just and but there was like a, done. there was a shot where the sun was rising over the uh, the curvature of the earth. Yeah, you know, and I and I thought oh, is this like a Superman movie. Yeah, I mean it because, has the music. Too. Yeah, the music even the, kind of like, like Superman, a, like. like at, that always comes over like the the curvatures of the sun. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I almost believed it. Yeah, um, and I part of me thinks they're just like you know what, we got to pay Seagal his salary, so we got to just cut. We got a budget cut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got to just do what we got to do to keep Seagal happy. So maybe that could have been like uh, uh, a sneak preview somehow, like Under Siege Three right back in space yeah yeah i think that was the next <laughs> it, it step would be, right? yeah, as yeah. Long it would be like the casey ryback steven seagal moonraker as long as <laughs> as long as there's a kitchen on the space station we know that ryback's that's right gonna, we know that ryback's <laughs> right. gonna be there yes, that's that's hey, you well, gotta you gotta gonna, focus in on yeah that. i gotta I'm be, i'll be cooking you up some space cookies today all right boy get ready because i'm gonna be here giving you the best casey <laughs> ryback special oh wait there's terrorists on the <laughs> spaceship. Right. Yeah, I'm trained for this. But yeah, um, so, so yeah, we see them launch this. This, uh, I mean, I kind of, I, you kind of don't know what's going on, but clearly the satellite's called Grazer One, and uh, it looks like it. They, uh, they got two people. Like they go into a command center. You got Kurt Ward Smith, who totally forgot to mention Kurt Ward Smith. Yeah, Kurt he Ward comes Smith. in. And he, apparently, he looks like he's the head admiral of the uh, project well he's he's an air force general air force uh, general I, mean, I know that from just being the air force yes but, uh, and i didn't i just totally said he was the admiral <laughs> i really messed that one up no <laughs> but it would make more sense that they're dealing with space that it would be an air force guy yeah um yeah so they're you know he's he walks in and we also get Tom Breaker, I think that's the character. Breaker name, from who, he, yeah, he's from the first movie. Yeah. He's from Under Siege One. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So so they're working with the CIA, which the you automatically know, oh, this is gonna go bad. Yeah. And so Breaker has a bad habit of just like recruiting anyone for anything, right? Pretty much. Yeah. I mean he's not much. gonna He's not going to really uh, qualify anybody as long as it's, as long as they can get the job done. He doesn't yeah. care. I mean, yeah. I, he would employ a werewolf if it if, <laughs> <laughs> if that werewolf would, would achieve the desired results. You know what I'm saying? So oh. this guy is a pretty shady character. Maybe and he he definitely doesn't film a scene without a cigarette. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. he's a he's a big time smoker. Yeah, he's a big time smoker. Yeah, so you're right, you're right. We see those guys and then. Mm -hmm. They're doing some kind of thing where they're launching it and getting it ready. You got two captains on the other side who, who are neither in uniform. But yeah, that's they're just, they're whatever. Just, yeah, they're they're just, called, but he calls them captains. Yeah, and they're so. both just over there, like throwing in codes yeah. simultaneously. Yeah, they got to do like the password together. And they're looking at each other, like gleefully, like smiling, you know. And then they, it goes online, and everybody's happy, and it's success. Mm -hmm. And then that's when they kind of do the mention, like, "Oh, hey, what happened to Travis Dane? Why couldn't he be here?" <laughs> that's right. 
And uh, Kurt Wood Smith's character is like, oh, we think he died. And uh, all the worlds is we left the notes. You know, and fascinating. Like, and you're like, that's a very interesting accent. Oh, well, that's my, yeah, that's my Kurt Wood. Well, you know, <laughs> you know what, Eric? You know, that's, uh, I guess. Wasn't he on uh, that 70s show? Yeah. You know what, Foreman? You know, I'm a Foreman. But, anyways, uh, yeah, uh, you just hear about that and you're like, okay, they, you just. Oh, CB runs the cops. <laughs> <laughs> You are a cop. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Classic. Um, so yeah, you hear that, so you think what's going you think you know you're gonna hear about this Travis Dang guy, right? Mm -hmm. So and then yeah, um we learn a lot in this that short and breaker skills. makes a smart he makes a kind of an awkward move on yeah, it makes a pass at, yeah. the, at the girl, at of the course. Girl. Yeah, because he he looks sleazy. Yeah, he does. And he smokes the whole time and yeah. he just he likes to pick unsavory characters to, you know, mm -hmm. um make make the mission. Cause you know, I mean I mean, of course, we'll recover under siege one, but you know, he's definitely an influence on the yeah. on the antagonists, if you will, yeah. the first film. So, um, so yeah, we see that, and then uh, it's a success, and then we cut over to uh, we finally cut over to I guess I mean I guess this is Denver. I mean I don't know what town we're looking at, but we just see. Uh, I th I think that's what we're supposed to believe, yeah. though. Uh, like a, to me, it looks like another Chicago street. You know. Okay. Okay. I got confused with this. So they keep referencing. Oh, maybe they are leaving Denver. Well, that actually would make sense. I will say they said that when the train was from Denver to Los Angeles. Okay. Yeah. Wow, wow. Yeah. Why did you just let me? Just uh, I just, well, I was curious to hear what you had to say, Michael. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to support you, well, man. But if, if you had an idea. If it sounds stupid, just stop. Well, me. I, mean, I mean, you let me say stupid things. I mean, I want to say stupid things too. So it's fine. I mean, so, I said Admiral. Yes. <laughs> well, clearly uh, it was an Air Force <laughs> general. Yeah. Air Force doesn't have We're admirals. talking about space. <laughs> No, they like, bring in the admiral later on. I was just stuck on the boat. He's the, supposed to be the the joint chief. Of Silly staff. me, I forgot. We're off the boat. We're on the tracks. Okay, okay. on the track. Yeah. So yes, we're in Denver. Denver. Yes. Yes. The and Mile High City look, Mile which City, looks yeah. like Chicago. Did it? I don't know. We only saw a second. Ago. Yeah, I don't know. I've never been to Denver, but I've been to Chicago. I didn't think it looked like Chicago. And we yeah. see like this, this this chef that's kind of like, where is he? Where yeah. is he? Where do you want me to be? Yeah, he's outside yeah. in this alley, just alley looking around, like wondering where he's And then this car like speeds down the alley. Yeah, a car just comes flying down the alley and it hops out. Nothing other than the six foot four. Yes. Steven Seagal. That's right. Where and is we get like a nice little pause shot. Yeah. Like, just all black. Like, oh, now we know. He's all black. Like all the time, never anything other than black. He's been on a secret mission. He can't. He can't talk about. Well, he doesn't tell us that. The guy says it, right? He's like, "I guess where have you been? Oh, I guess you've been on a secret mission, but you can't tell me talk about that." Yeah, well, that's how we know. Yeah, that's how we know. Because he's talking the whole time while Sagal's just like coolly just walking, and then they're like, I guess walking into his restaurant. Yeah, he's he owns a restaurant, which is called the Mile High Cafe. Did you know that? Do you know it's called the Mile High Cafe? I I do know. Yeah, did you know how I knew it? it's called the Mile High Cafe? Did you, did you watch the movie? Yeah, I watched the movie. Did you watch the movie too? Okay, where are we going with this? Yes, oh, I watched the movie. I guess I, maybe I did. I'm just saying, did you catch where he catched where the, it was named? Like at what point okay. did you realize it? Maybe I didn't. Okay, when he's like using his little handheld device, it's like oh, called the Mile High Cafe. Oh, 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 yeah. oh okay. Like, okay, that's what he's doing. Oh. Mm. Oh, well, no, no. Mile High Cafe. So, uh, to want for one, for a town, for a uh, restaurant 
in the city of Denver, clearly that is some very creative, you know, naming right there of a, of a, of a cafe, right? It, 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 it's well, close to just saying Broncos I, Cafe. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're saying. Nuggets, however, if, Nuggets Cafe. <laughs> however, if one did not already exist, yeah. it was a complete missed opportunity for whoever missed that. It was 95, so maybe it was no one else. Yeah, Denver there. had just been founded. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Silly me. How could I forget? <laughs> yeah. It was just founded it's in a, 1987. That's <laughs> so right. That's right. Just, they built the city. They got the Rockies in the night in 1993, yep, yep. and the Broncos. They were just playing out in a pasture somewhere, somewhere, somewhere up on the mountaintop. And then they, 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 they named the Broncos retroactive. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay, I'm sorry. You're absolutely right. So, anyways, they're walking through. They're walking, just kind of hastily walking through this restaurant, I guess. And everybody's like, "Hey, Casey! Yeah. Hey, Casey! Tell like what happened in the first one." Yeah, he like he's everybody's one. buddy. Everybody knows him because you know he's the top chef. That's what we assume. He's just still continuing his uh, culinary arts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, occupation. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say vocation. Yeah, so he's continuing his culinary art vocation, and uh, I will I, I will say guy... it's, it's fun. It's funny though because I guess he's no longer. Well, he's not active he... military, right? Well, Cause... I mean, I don't know. He he went from being a, a chef, and now he's a lieutenant because the, the the guy that drops him off calls him lieutenant. That's right, they do. Um, and they they talk about he was on a mission, so he must be doing something, but. I guess he's no longer like full time on a on a ship. Yeah. So he has time to like start this restaurant. That's know. a good point, actually. I, I meant I, I thought about that the, earlier in the film. I was like, oh, they called him lieutenant, and I thought to myself, like, wasn't he like captain? Mm, he wasn't a captain. He was just they called him chief, but uh, I don't. But didn't I don't know. It's because they kept talking about how he lost his commission. Yeah, yeah. Or so in the would, first film. In the yeah. first, yeah, because that's why he, he bu- was a cook. Down, yeah. um, Either a cook or a young. And so I don't know if yeah. like rescuing hostages on a aircraft carrier, yeah, on aircraft carrier with nuclear warheads, yeah, or a battleship or whatever yeah. it was, yeah. So that maybe earned Probably him some earned him some some street cred yeah. back with the military, yeah, back <laughs> with the uh, the navies, yeah. The seals. Right. So yeah. Anyway, so he's like going through there, and it clearly the guy's like, "Oh, I can't run this place without you. You're really the best." It's just like just nothing but like a kind of like a I don't know, the guy was just like basically like just complimenting him every five mm-hmm. seconds. It's basically like Gush okay, news. yeah. It's basically just like gushing all over him and basically like building up how great Stephen Scott's character is. You know, he's mm-hmm. right back, can't do anything wrong. It's like, oh man, you know I can't run this place without you, Casey. What? Well, I'm so glad you're back, Casey. Oh, everything was a mess without you, Casey. I mean, I can I can manage it. Yeah, yeah, I can manage it, but I don't. I just it's just so much better when you're like, in case you saw it. I mean, I think he says like two words. And I was like, well, you know, man, I gotta go and enjoy some time with my my niece. Yeah, uh, you know, my brother died, and um, I couldn't make I couldn't make his funeral. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make the train station. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's another it's another instance of. Of uh, giving us some exposition, so we get filled in on like why why this is happening, and where he's going. Um, but yeah. where are, where were they going? I mean, I know they were meeting up. I mean, this, this is the, this, this is, doesn't make a lot doesn't of give you a lot sense. of clarity. Yeah. 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 So he's going on a, on a train. Uh, they're going, I guess, going back to Los Angeles, which he said. Yeah. And 
but he's he's why. going with his niece, so the daughter of his brother who was who murder. just died. Died, yeah. I don't know. I don't think murdered. it was. Yeah. I don't think it was murder. Yeah. I assume right. it was like killed in action or, or something like that. But werewolf modeling and all. That. <laughs> I mean, Everett McGill was in the movie. <laughs> I'm really feeling like we should have done a werewolf movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so I'm just saying, Everett was our connection. Yeah, and he talks about how she's his only remaining family. That's it's right. this one niece. My only um, memory. Yeah, and I, I guess I, I I don't know like what that like. I don't know. It's weird. It's it's weird. I mean, like, I guess that's what. You where's always... her Where's her mother? I mean, I mean did, yeah, did she die too? She must have. I mean, maybe they died together. Do. I think that's what you do, right? I mean, like if your you know your brother or maybe a sibling dies and you only have one remaining like niece and nephew left, I mean that's what you do. You get on a train and ride somewhere, right? To an unknown I, destination. I know. Well, I mean, you know it, but to, like, yeah. <laughs> to a, like to a destination that you have no idea what you're doing. I guess the train at the train's a funny. Not funny. It's it's a different. It makes me way think, to go. It just even though like I think in 1995 though I don't really think the train was still like I mean at this time it was no longer a popular a popular mode of transportation. Well, even at this time. Well, you get a you get a long trip, and so it's a long journey. Mm. Uh, but you've got conveniences. Yeah. Um. I can I can kind of see some benefit. I mean, yeah. I, we we mentioned we both mentioned we'd both like to take a, a trip on a, a train, train. Like, yeah, uh, something that I've been on. Like, I've been on Amtrak from like here to Florida. Okay, yeah, which is pretty fun. Okay, it's an overnight trip. Were there terrorists? Uh, this time, no, thankfully. Okay. Okay. Um, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't know what to do. Probably like. I wonder if there's like a train service um, that that's got packages maybe you can pick the under siege 2 package right yeah the two under under siege 2 experience yes yeah okay yeah kind of cool yeah yeah that'd be exciting like we're like halfway through not even halfway like just a quarter way through your trip like people just ransacked the train and, right yeah okay and then not only are there ransacking but there's all these little tunnels you can take on the train that no one can see like you just go undetected right. uh, going through the train and it's got all these and then also there's all these like like um unusual handlebars on the side of the train that you can just like use to crawl and like mm. uh, shimmy across is this sort of like a like a train escape room yeah yeah maybe yeah because i mean like an escape room or mystery mm-hmm, thing mm-hmm. yeah wow we should write this down we should write we it should down. Uh, create it we put, should put it together and make it buy make it a yeah. train do this i don't know can you buy trains i'm sure you can buy a train can you buy a track um, maybe you have to go to the transit authority but um yeah huh. how do you buy oh, you can't buy tracks but you have to share the tracks right you definitely don't want to track train track collision right no yeah. you don't yeah. that seems bad yeah but we need to get well, right back on there right yeah well let's get back on well, we kind of got off the rails. yeah 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 we, uh, <laughs> we did get off the rails very nice so, let's get back on track yeah so uh somewhere in here we get our first glimpses of the we call them terrorists because i don't know what else to call them but the the people who are going to be taking yeah, commandeering the train. Yeah, there's like a random base. With some yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know where this is, or if this is like some part part it's of. Got to be in Denver because we see the mountains 
I see the Rockies behind. Yeah, they did they steal helicopters from Yeah, is that where they get the Yeah, they take some Humvees to steal helicopters. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's almost like a nondescript base and even what purpose it's there for and Yeah. Very lightly guarded. I'm not really sure why they need to do that. really. I mean they have to get they have to get to the train. They have to stop the train or get onto the train subject. Although they do end up having a person on the train already, at least one. We can there had to be more than one. We only saw Pierre Green as the only person. Yeah, on he was the only train. person I thought was on the train. Yeah. Well, either way, as so. a passenger, yeah. Are you looking for the best meal in Denver? Then come on over to the Mile High Cafe, where our award-winning head chef, Casey Ryback, brings flavors and techniques from around the world. Especially try Chef Ryback's chicken cannelloni, fruit salad with crystallized ginger, or neck-breaking baby back ribs. We're offering fine dining cuisine with a casual atmosphere, and we're a veteran-owned business. Hey folks, it's me, head chef Casey Ryback. I want to thank you for coming out. I appreciate your business, and as always, remember, no one, and I mean no one, beats me in the kitchen. So, yeah. so we got one guy on the train, Peter Green. Um, and yeah, about like all the stuff, they stole the helicopter, which I guess they got to just transport all this satellite equipment. Equipment, yeah. Is that, I mean, that's the whole, that's the main purpose because they, they stopped the train uh, two guys just stand on the tracks, and this this is this is something that I noticed more than once. I guess I'll, you always hear about like how long it takes to stop for a train to stop. Yeah, you know, yeah. and then twice the train stops or gets stopped, and it stops like really quick. Yeah, like almost on a dime. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't. It's so got, real, it's yeah, real world physics. It wouldn't happen. That yeah, way. yeah. No, it, unless it this train is going super. These slow. two guys would have gotten creamed. Right, <laughs> and right. They stayed on the track. Yeah, but yeah. The, they're just standing there like waving flags. Yeah, like, within like almost like thirty feet out. You know. Yeah, they would have been. It, it's been like crushed. it's like there's yeah. no way this yeah. train's not running yeah. over them. Um, and then the yeah, so the uh, I guess those engineer dudes come out and they're mm-hmm. like, "There's someone dead on the tracks." And they're like, yeah, you, boo, boo. yeah, and they they kill ruthlessly take out those old guys, man. It's harsh, man. I don't, I don't like he steals that. the man's hat. You know, I don't like that. I don't like it either. I don't like that. that they could have just take him hostage or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was or little... I mean, they were out in the middle of nowhere, right? Yeah. I mean, how long was it going to take him to get someplace? Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, then they start infiltrating the whole. The whole train, right? So mm-hmm. I guess we missed a part, but at the beginning, there like there's a there's a little time between the train and um, you know, we see Casey and the 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 um saying he's got to catch a train. He's, oh and, right. I mean, is it, but it's really just the train station. He runs into Catherine Heigl's character, who I don't know if I <coughs> recall. Did you catch her name? The character's name? Uh, plus one. Plus one. That's it. <laughs> Correct. We'll so we'll call her plus one Ryback. Right um. <laughs> So she's uh, clearly there's some kind of animosity between them, but I mean he taught her some moves yeah. because she was able to put some moves on uh, Morris Chestnut. Yeah, the Morris Chestnut tries to put moves on, on her, and she and then puts moves she on him. Counter yeah. moves with yeah, him. yeah, but and, it's not like in like a yeah. But she does like the you know, like she grabs his arm, throws him over, yeah. and he's like, "Where'd you learn that?" She's like, "I had an uncle when I was like 11 teach me this," and 
He's like, is that Scout what you, you're with? And she's like, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. She comes on very strong. Yeah, though. super strong. I mean, as she's getting on the train, yeah. and he's immediately like hitting on her and then chases her down. Yeah, like, it's kind of her, yeah, like, I mean, he's a porter. Like, he has a job to do instead of doing his yeah. job. But she seems really, uh, throughout the film, it's like, I'm a porter. I can't do this. I can't do yeah. that. I can't. So he seems very like committed to his job other than this time. He's like, whoa young lady let me stop what i'm doing right. and just track her down and talk to her right. and get thrown around yeah and, and he's, yeah. he's way it's way too much it's yeah way too much. and then the, the interactions between her and so plus one and casey it's all like look your dad didn't win those medals being a choir boy yeah you know she's like don't talk to my dad about that don't talk to me about my dad that way yeah because they go to the, yeah. the the bar car yeah and uh of course she he walks up to the bartender and yeah. you know, asks what she's drinking and then she's like oh the one with the tonic and lime with yeah you know alcohol or whatever and he's like i know there's no alcohol in there yeah 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 because so she thinks she's like she's being, like, like a oh, yeah super adult. cool yeah yeah and then one thing we've, i forgot to mention too i forgot to mention before we get on to the terrorists aborting the train is like the two captains they're on that uh oh, they're on the my. train i mean like the two captains, uh, if you recall, that were simultaneously plugging in the codes to activate um, yeah. Grazer One, Grazer the satellite. <laughs> um, this happened to be on that train for a little rendezvous, if you will. Yeah, and they've they they're having a um, an affair. Yeah, uh, yeah, so to speak. So apparently, Breaker didn't have a chance in the first place. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah. she was taken, and he. We found out later he's married. Yeah, so. I know, I know. <laughs> but does it surprise you? I mean, he's, I guess he's, not. Like, he's a very unsavory I character. I guess not. He's like, oh, here's my chance to hit on another young lady. Yeah. <laughs> well, I smoke my cigarettes. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. So I totally forgot to mention that they're on this uh, train as well. So you got you got the uh, love, Lauren Porter. You got uh, Casey's niece plus one. Sarah. Sarah. Okay. Oh, I, I looked it up. <laughs> I don't think they ever used her name. I, I can't. You know what? I take that back. They used it one time when Casey's like, has a, has a Sarah Ryback checked in for any That's tickets? right. You that's know? the only time. I think that's the only time they mentioned I can't think of any other time. Yeah. And then she's like, hey, Uncle Casey. And he's like, mm-hmm. oh, look at you. All grown up. Yeah. Yeah. You ready to learn, learn some more jujitsu? <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> And uh, clearly, they're upset with each other because you know he's you know wasn't really in her life, and maybe me and your father we had our differences. But as time goes on, you know, I don't know. It just well, I mean, in fairness, she's her father has just died. It sounds like she, she's just she's... more got issues with her dad and just projecting it on. Yeah. Her. Well. Casey. Well, I don't know. I mean, he talks about he does like you you said talks about they had their own. Differences. differences differences yeah do it in your skull uh <laughs> we had our differences yeah there you go um don't make me raise my voice <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. which which comes in that that line comes i know, into play I, know. Later. I, like, I would i would like i would very much like to hear you raise your voice because you don't ever raise your voice you know but yeah. you do use your voice to all different types of dialects right yeah uh, but she's got Sarah. Um, yeah, I think she's just sort of dealing with uh, the passing of her father. Uh, since we don't hear anything about her mother, so presumably the mother is maybe she's dead too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And or maybe they did they, did they even mention it? Like, okay, did they talk about like how he died? Then I don't think they did. It's just 
It's just kind of like thrown in there. This film moves fast. I gosh, maybe maybe they say something about like it's fast. They it's, them dying together. Yeah, it's uh, faster than a train, speeding train. That's how <laughs> yeah. fast this movie moves. It moves pretty fast. I'm telling you right now, man. Maybe, yeah, the first one's moving at the speed of uh, an anchored battleship. Yeah, yeah. This <laughs> so one's you, going, can, you can catch a lot. This one's going at the speed of a freight train. Yeah, um, passenger train. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think they mentioned it at all. But you know, yeah. it's clearly there's animosity between them. And then I thought it was just really kind of funny because, uh, you know, after uh, Morse Chestnut's character gets kind of like thrown by uh, Seraph, if we will, um, you know, he goes downstairs. He goes down back to the bar where Casey's sitting with the uh, bartender, and he's asking for a drink. And then he's like, "Hey, man, your niece of yours, man, she's real crazy, man. I know a little. You gotta be real careful. I know a little martial. Art. He's trying to be comedic, right?" Yeah, and then um, you know, I don't know, like Casey's like, don't, yeah. don't give him the brandy. Yeah, he says, he says, yeah, because he does more chestnut. He goes like, oh, I know some of that what? Yeah. stuff too. <laughs> he said, oh yeah, I, I hear, I've heard, I that. heard that about you. I heard that about you. <laughs> oh, I mean, I've heard it. I've heard. I've heard mostly from you, but I have heard that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like you literally met this guy. Like what? 10 minutes ago yeah you know yeah from boarding the boarding the train yeah but uh yeah so they uh i just thought it was kind of funny and then so all next next thing you know before the terrorists board the plane or i mean the train excuse me uh <laughs> plane train wrong boats. Movie. yeah um he's like parlays himself into the kitchen i mean he i thought he was just a passenger but now he's in the kitchen just well apparently just he it up. she has a favorite and it's her birthday they Sarah? Did, yeah, they talked. He, he, he said like, they're making her a cake. It's for like her half birthday. mentioned, you know? It's, like, <laughs> it's so bizarre. I mean, it's just like. The, the, as as the movie goes on. Look, you like. I mean, I know you personally like to cook things. I do. Are they just going to let you go into the uh, into the uh, the kitchen of a uh, passenger train because you just want to cook something for a relative? Uh, Probably not. Yeah. However, when. when uh, a six foot four wife six. and I were in Key West, uh, and we had this. There was a hurricane, and so we had to. Our flight got canceled, and so we had to stay that extra day. Uh-huh. Uh, they told me, "Hey, if you want to cook something or you want to bake something, mm-hmm. uh, go ahead and rummage through the kitchen in there, and then maybe we'll find." You can find something and you can throw something together. Oh, very nice. But otherwise, they wouldn't let me do that. But it sounds like they were doing it as a concession. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe because more Chestnut's character had harassed Mr. Ryback, the passengers. They're like, hey, as a concession, you yeah. can go back to the uh, kitchen cart. Right. And uh, <laughs> start whipping up some cake for Sarah. Now, let's let's. And you think see of him. It. He's in there like, hey, guys, watch me whip up this. Well, one thing that we stick into a microwave. <laughs> in the microwave. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? What is he cooking? Uh, is, I mean, is he heating up macaroni? I, I have. I'm making a cake. I have made like a like a cake in a mug before that you would cook in the microwave. You can't do it. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, I mean, I'm no. But cold, I'm as, no as somebody here. as somebody who is super fancy, obviously he seems to be yeah, a cook. Yeah, I mean, he owns um, the High cafe or at least the, he's the premier cook at the moment yeah that's right uh now his ability to get into the kitchen we must consider some another avenue for this 
think back to Under Siege, the first one, and his um, debonair moves that he put on Erica Liniak. Okay, think of that those uh, forceful moves he put on Erica right. Liniak. You, <laughs> you mean at the very last? At the very end. Yeah, I remember so that move. Yeah. He yeah. was talking to that bartender. Bartender. Oh, okay. All right. Putting on um, the schmoo. I mean, he the boyish, really, the boyish charm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's like, like he's the the literal tall, dark, and handsome. Yeah, dude. Did I mention I cut my hair? Yeah. So I'm yeah, normally I wear this in a ponytail, yeah, very long but ponytail. I can't because I'm supposed to be. I was married to a model. Yes, um, and just recently I was dating July 1989. I I can also speak Japanese very well, and I cook and break necks. Or I also cook. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I can't tell you everything, but if you let me back there to make this birthday cake, it'll be a special night. Yes. <laughs> oh, right. yeah, you're right. So, so maybe okay. he he used the charm. That, yeah. The charm. Yeah. He charmed his way in there. Yeah. I mean, he, he's clearly got charm. Well, she was already kind of hitting on him because he was like, I'm writing my memoirs of sorts. And oh, she's, yeah. She's yeah. like, memoirs? You're, you're too young to be writing memoirs. And he's like, that's right, I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which we guess we find out later is he's titled it Ryback's Tactics. Yeah. I don't know what those. Never one, don't be a hero. Or something. Yeah. I, yeah. Maybe his, maybe it's like a, a, a book about like. Number dating, two. A the, dating book. I think the third one was like, number two, if the wrist don't break, go for the neck. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is actually, that's actually really good. I, I would, I would say. Which, I mean, good. I will say he followed a little bit throughout the film. He was able to. You know, break. He actually brought broke a few necks in this one. So um, yeah, as long as uh, along with wrists, shoulders, arms, a lot of breakage. But we'll get to that. So. Mm. Um, but yeah, so all right, I'll I'll go with that theory that he laid the charm on the lovely bartender. Yeah, and she was already kind of intrigued by him because you know he's tall, dark, and handsome, and writing memoirs on this little. What what, what did you what would we call those things? Pin. You gave it a name. What it, did, it was what? called like a. Uh, it was it was a it was an apple device Palm newton i think yeah that, newton i don't but i don't know well, i remember they were really kind of popular it's kind of when we were like in the late 90s okay um, but you would have like a stylus to it and you could yeah yeah, yeah. But i don't know he was writing that on there and she was just like oh and he's like that's right it's a memoir and you could be a part of it <laughs> if you let me into the kitchen yeah, oh yeah that's right yeah she, he promised her uh, like he, she could be uh, like a character in his book. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, why wouldn't you let him yeah, into the kitchen? Absolutely. I mean, why not? Well, so, so right. then a terrorist infiltrate the train. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, he's he's making a cake, and terrorists are taking over the train. Just going in and just stopping the train, mm -hmm. entering from all angles, just shooting, yeah, and pushing all the. All the hostages to the back of the train, and then they break into the room where the two captains are rendezvousing, we'll say, and uh, tell them to come to the front, I guess. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know at what point, at where part of the train the headquarters were, where um, Dane, Travis Dane and uh, P. 
pin were like established. I guess it was somewhere in the middle of the train. I don't really know where. I, they I guess were. so. I, yeah. I wasn't sure either. Yeah. I, I'm not totally sure about yeah. like how the where train logistics. Cars are yeah. Set up. Uh, so and then so Travis Dane's setting up his um, equipment, yeah. and it's like all oh, it's all fancy new equipment that uh, no one knows of because he built it. And uh, um, backstory, you know, Travis Dane apparently was like you know fired, right, or let go. <laughs> Because he was crazy or something. Because he, I don't know, they tried to fire him. I don't know. That's what he faked his yeah, death. Yeah, and then he fakes his death in a car accident yeah, or something. something like that. I don't know. But he yeah. sh- here he goes. He reappears. Quinn is the hired muscle. You know, um, this all these guys are his mercenaries. You mm-hmm. know, kind of under his rule. And then we have like a kind of a female mercenary. He doesn't really have a role, a speaking role. But she, she doesn't seems, say anything. Yeah, she doesn't say one word. But she's, yeah. you know, she's very. She seems to be very skilled, and um, yeah. And then there's like at least nine thousand guys in the front train car, which is bizarre. <laughs> um, and there's two there's two engine cars, and then um, yeah, uh, some guys come into the kitchen um, where Casey's in there, and he he's immediately like up to it. Up yeah, to- yeah. He throws one guy out. Yeah, yeah. It cares even throws. And they're like, "We have a casualty at the kitchen car." Yeah, and so they go up there and then they just like shoot through yeah, the car. Switch cheese it with yeah, gun. Yeah, right. And um, he's like John Wick. He doesn't get hit. And uh, he like hid in the he hid in the fridge or freezer or whatever. Well, yeah, that's right. So he's got a lot of experience, like hiding in a meat locker. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So just like the first film, he was like, <laughs> "I know how to get." How to dodge bullets? It's terrible, yeah. uh, a poor job on these terrorist boys. They didn't even bother to check it. Nah, they're just like they were supposed to be checking everything. Like, oh, here's some dead kit. Here's some dead cooks. We're all good. Yeah, why not assume that there's like someplace else to hide? Cleared, and then even and then uh, Morris Chestnut character, he was like in the baggage claim or whatever baggage cart. Right? Yeah, and uh, he goes and hides behind some. Um, I guess like some like clothing or like their baggage. Yeah, he hides behind the bags. And I guess there's another compartment behind. But we it. didn't know. And yeah. so the guy's like, Bruh! like the shooting is like, baggage cart cleared. You know, we I think you know, maybe maybe yeah. Morris sloppy. Well, you think Morris would? You know, he you would think if he hadn't seen the film before, he was gonna die. But you know, he's too much of a character to just die. You know? Yeah. So, but these are sloppy terrorists. Sloppy. Yeah. They just. I mean. I, we also find out there's live terrorists later on because uh, they don't check for bodies. No, <laughs> they don't. And even the person who holds them accountable doesn't check for bodies. That's right. Not. So because I think the uh, the line is uh, what was the line? Oh, assumption is the mother of all. Yeah, mother of all f ups. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, that was uh, that was interesting stuff right there. So. Um, so yeah, they're all coming in. Casey comes out and he's like, "Whoa, yeah, I need to get, I need to, I need to survey the scene." So now, like, you're now pushing... this, now this, I'm trained for exactly. <laughs> That's the line. Yeah, it's almost like he's like, "Wow, I'm so relieved." You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to deal with kids and other people, yeah. but this I'm trained for. Yeah, so I'm so glad the terrorists show up. <laughs> so I can do my job <laughs> because I was really doing a bad job on this birthday cake, anyways. I put it in the microwave for something. I wonder if oh, Steven Seagal was ever considered for a Batman role. I mean, he has the voice, right? The yeah. voice? Yeah. I think he's kind of tall. I mean, considered yeah, he's tall. Like, for Batman. Yeah, I think in the books, like, Batman's like 6'2", 6'3". Yeah, I think he maybe could have done it. Doesn't have the physical prowess, but, I mean, they could put a bodysuit on him. I think, but he could have definitely done, like, 
the hand-to-hand fighting stuff oh, yeah. in the suit. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you see, I don't know. Now we're maybe we should uh, film a Batman movie as Steven Seagal. <laughs> see how it goes. Which one of us is playing Steven Seagal? Uh, you're taller, so we'll have to go with you. Uh, um, I'll play the Joker. Um, <laughs> you're you're more of a Riddler. Okay, I'll take the Riddler. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, riddle me this, Batman. <laughs> um, I can take that. Uh, where were Enigma? <laughs> yes, right. Edward Enigma. Um, so yeah, so um, so he's trained for it. He's ready. Uh, I guess the terrorists are all kind of scrambling around. They're pushing all the people at the back. Um, Dane kind of comes on. He's like, hey, you know, he's already kind of just like, just kind of. He's very laissez-faire, just very flamboyant, and he's mm-hmm. telling everybody like, hey, this is your captor speaking. Don't try any hero exploitative you know um or we'll end you um but uh just hang tight you know we're, we're taking over the train the captains the yeah. captains are like in shock to see yeah them. and and they're yeah they're like oh my god we thought you died and he's got them all like tied up and then he's doing this interesting like he's got the uh young woman mm-hmm. uh mercenary with like this heat uh, yeah, because he wants like he wants the iron. passwords. Yeah, like a they, each, iron, each yeah. captain has their own. Yeah, I thought password. this was kind of interesting because, like, yeah, so he sets it up like he, each one has their own password, and he's threatening the other to like poke their eye out with a sawing iron. And he starts with a girl, like he's gonna threaten to poke her eye out, and the guy immediately, man, he just breaks, dude. Yeah. He's like JBL six five four two one. Oh my god, you know? <laughs> and you're like, wow, just gave it up like that, you yeah. know? Which I mean, I get it. I mean, he's you know apparently in love with this woman, and um. He doesn't want her eyes to be damaged. And he said, it's really funny too. Travis Dane's like, because the eye socket will melt in the bloody blood. Just the way he was saying it. It's yeah. just like, he's so, com- I mean, he's almost like, not comical, but it's just, I don't know. He's just so enthusiastic in the way he's, his way he's, his delivery is just yeah. very, 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 very distinct. But what I thought was really funny is when they switched over and went to the guy. Old girl kind of held out for a minute there, you know. I have, she was a little stronger. You know? I have always noticed yeah, that. Yeah, she that was just like she. She's like, you know, I could do with that. I guess I, I, I was kind of hated it too because they, they, I think they intentionally make him look like, um, the weaker, the weaker, yeah, too. But he also too, like, I mean, I don't know, like, men are more like about the physical, you know, the physical, you know, yeah. Men are more about the physical, like, uh, attraction, right? Whereas women are typically the emotional. So maybe it was just, I'm not trying to go on that high level plane, but maybe she was like, I could deal with one eye. I could deal with him being one eye because I still love him as a man. I love him as a, I mean, I love. I actually think the. I, I love his character. I don't think it's that way. I, I think that she didn't actually really. Pretty love him. I love him She was at just all. like, ah, you know what it is, what it is. And, and she was crying, you know, when she gave it up. And I think my what might influence my opinion on her is um well one i think i I always thought it was kind of weird that she was in this role because it's kind of a small role super small role and um she i knew her before this from hot shots part two which is a comedy is a spoof it's funny but she also plays a character who turns out to be like um is she the girl in the limo yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. 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 That's right. And so she turns out to be like the double agent or yeah, something like yeah, that. That's right, you yeah. know. So she's kind of like the bad guy, or, or you know, she's like the villain. So and... you already you already predisposed to her being kind of callous and cold. I think so. Yeah. Okay. So I, I didn't. So. I, I didn't. I mean, I've seen Hot Shots Part Two, Part Two as well, but it's been so long. 
Um, but I remember the character. Um, yeah. So I guess I just, uh, I wasn't, I just thought it was kind of interesting that like he immediately gave it up, you know, and then she literally let that thing in, get like an inch within his eye before she finally kind of it, gave in. And said in fact, something. I almost wouldn't have been surprised for her to have been in on it. Oh yeah, like thing. a devil agent. Yeah. 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 Because I felt like that she was um, recognizable enough yeah. to be in the movie more. Yeah. And I'm just like a Mission Impossible one or like, uh, you know, it, she was in like the girl that was, yeah. you know, was in on it with, uh, with uh, John Boyd's character. Yeah, I know yeah. what you mean. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I could have seen her in, in just being part of okay all right the enemy in character. a way also like thinking of like i said the guys are all about the physical and he's like i don't want her face and that could stuff. be that really could women be. are all about like you know i could deal with him i have one i mean it's it's little. weird that we're having... right but now that i think about it she's seen her character seemed more like this is just a fling i could do with him dead you know yeah yeah i don't yeah. want to be i mean she's more like she's probably more like country over love you know country over a fling you know but somehow she gave in at the last minute and she's like crying you know and then sadly, uh, I mean, I guess a couple more time, I guess a couple more scenes go on, but then he's like, "Oh, you guys are still here!" And then yeah, sadly, then they, they then just they, like they, they brutally throw them murder them. Yeah, they just want, the first guy gets thrown out while they like shoot him, and then she just takes a, a dive off the bridge, which is kind of sad. Right. So, yeah. And yeah. Just, that's the end of them. Yeah. Yeah. So now he has the codes. He can now hijack Grazer One, mm-hmm. and uh, the guys in the command centers who are just chilling, probably not what. Having no idea where the captains are. Any questions, right? Like, well, it's supposed to be the the weekend, weekend I guess. Yeah. There's only, but some guys are doing overtime, right? Kurt well, Smith is still there. I mean, and you still got guys behind the counter, like typing away. Like, I mean, I would imagine there needs to be like full skeleton time, crew, like yeah, yeah they're this... all like, oh my god, and then like even. Um, I mean, Breaker's somebody, still there. He's still somebody's got to be there playing solitaire. But Breaker so. seems like a pretty important guy. Like, what do you need to be there on the weekend? Well, he was called in after they lost control uh, of the satellite. Okay. I thought it was like it blipped and he was there with them. And he's like, see, it was just a glitch. Wasn't well, there? but I, yeah, but he was called in because up to that point they. They had lost control. Or they uh, couldn't yeah, yeah. Find, find it. Well, basically, Dane can't. He grabs it. He hijacks it. Yeah. He's able to now. Um, he's able now to have full command of this. Yes. Yeah. Earthquake inducing satellite. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. then he like threatens before he even reveals himself to the the command center. I guess what what you would call it. Yeah. And. Yeah, he targets factory and China. He's going on a long speech about like yeah, they, they this know is, that we know. And yeah, we know it's a know. fertilizer factory. They, 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 like, they pretend that, that we don't know. It, it's know a fertilizer that factory know. that uh, it masquerades, or it's a chemical weapons factory. Masquerades as a fertilizer factory, and, they, and we know, and they know that we know, and we know that they know that we know, but they pretend like that we don't yeah, know, yeah. And was, even though we know. Yeah, it was just really like okay, okay, get to the point. Yeah, and then he's like typing it up, and he's like, "I'm gonna just go ahead and boom," and he he hits him right. He hits the town. Yeah, and then we see like this small, quick clip. It's like a super small, quick clip of like just like a (laughs) like like a tower falling on top of a building and the destruction, and like okay. He blew yeah, up the, he blew we, we know the it's we know it's been blown up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it's collapsed. And then, um, yeah, I guess they, um, I guess I mentioned it later, like the earthquake in China. 
you know, we have we have yeah. plausible deniability, you know, or what yeah. have you. So it, so he, yeah, he just and he, I think he said like about a thousand people would uh, perish in that. So like, this is very like okay, we already got a thousand kills right, right off the bat, man. This guy is serious. Yeah, that whole thing that you're talking about about you know his like long kind of speech, and he kind of does that a lot. There's a lot of instances of him like. Oh well, we have to know how smart he is, and so he's got to go on these long, like true, true, like, true, yeah, you know, monologues or diatribes or whatever. Yeah. Like, oh, he I'm so smart, yeah. so I'm look at all these words I'm yeah, using. Yeah, it's almost like he's Shakespearean. Yeah, right. He's like just being very wordy about everything he says. I mean, I feel like you and I are smart people, but yeah. we don't. We don't I don't need to be like that. Yeah, no. he's just 100 percent going on and on and on and on and on. Right. Yeah. So, but you know, in fact, a lot of smart people are pretty introverted, and they probably wouldn't have that much to say. They, they're only <laughs> trained for certain things. <laughs> and that's breaking eggs. <laughs> oh, we're putting Steven Seagal in there. Okay. I'm just being. <laughs> I was, I was, I was, <laughs> well, I'm just saying he was kind of the, he's the he's the tall silent type in this film. That's know? right. That's he right. literally only says like, uh, well, like I swear he probably has a paragraph of dialogue. That's <laughs> um. So yeah, so he blows that up. Okay, so now everything's on high alert because um, you know the uh, Grazer one has been hijacked. Um, Stevens now like kind of infiltrating, infiltrating the um, the train while all the uh, terrorists are all around. He sneaks out of a window, climbs on top, and there's a time he's just like on top of the train for a good bit, right? He yeah. Goes, he goes back to the hostage train. He looks under. He sees. Yeah, he's got to do some like recon. reconnaissance. Yeah, he sees Sarah down there under cut under gunpoint. Then he's walking back, and he's like, you know, I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the front. To the front, right? But something, wait, something happens that alerts them. There's an intruder, right? Like, what does he do? He takes someone out because they figure out there's an intruder on the train. Uh, oh, you know what? I guess he goes up. This is the. I must have skipped this part, but at one point he goes under them where they're in their little headquarters and they send a guy down, right? And they're like, hey, check downstairs. Oh, yeah. So he sends someone downstairs. You know what it is? He's downstairs trying to make a phone call. He's lighting up his his little palm pad. Yeah. Yeah, this is where he becomes like, you know, MacGyver, right? And he's like wiring because he, he finds, I don't know, it's I'm kind of. There's a lot of confusing. There it's is. hard to keep track of this because there's, there's a part of scenes that are very similar. I take that back. So he, yeah, he's like on the train. He does Herb re- goes downstairs. Yeah, there's a guy named he Herb. does reconnaissance. <laughs> That's right. He does some reconnaissance, and then he gets back into the train by using the. Uh, the uh, That's right. They close the window. And so he can't do it. So he finds his way back. Oh, in that's through. right. He can't get back through yeah. the window. Yeah. So he finds his way by like crawling to the side and finding his way back to the luggage cart. And it freaks out Morris, Morris Chestnut's character who's in there like hiding. And like, yes, ah! that's right. And that's when they kind of catch up. And I think that's when he's like, come out here, boy. Don't let me raise my voice. Yeah. You know, he's trying to coach uh, Morris Chestnut's character to be like brave and like, come on, we're going to, we're going to do some stuff. And we're going to, he's like, check these. He's like, well, I'm going to go do some more reconnaissance. You check these bags for any weapons that you can find, what have you. And he's like, he's like, sir, but I'm not supposed to touch any of these bags. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, so he's yeah. uh, you know, he's going through the luggage. Yeah, he's going through the luggage to, and he's like, "Sir, I, I he's like, I will lose my job." <laughs> and then he's like, "Dude, right now we're in a hostage situation." He's like, you know, there's something more important than that right now. We gotta save these hostages. I need to make sure they stay alive. 
I don't know, something to that degree. Yeah. And uh, he tells him to do that, and then that's when he goes. Yeah, that's when he goes and does more reconnaissance, and he goes up under these guys. And I remember they go through a tunnel. And while he's downstairs, he's trying. He's using his Palm Pilot, and he's like MacGyvering it because he wants to go find the phone, right? And he sees the phone's been like disappeared. Yeah, he has to re- he has to reconnect the power. Yeah. So he can use the. So phone he's phone. got like he like he's got the control panel all wired up, and he's like wiring his little Palm Pilot device to the phone, so he can then make it like fax. Mm-hmm. He's like trying to fax the Mile High Cafe, if you will. That's right. Yeah. Um, but the power's on, right? And they go through a tunnel, and then Quinn sees when they go through the tunnel, there's lights on downstairs, which is so bizarre. Yeah. And he's like, I thought you turned off the lights downstairs. <laughs> Did you cut the power? Did you cut the, I thought you cut the power downstairs. <laughs> Herb, go down there and check it out. That's right. Yeah, Herb. And Herb, with his like, glass eye, goes down there to check it out. <laughs> That's right. And he immediately sees the control panel has been, like, faltered with, and then he turns around to, like, a face full of cigar. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so the worst than a face full of cigars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, Casey Ryback dispatches him, you know, and drags his body out to the back. And then... Um, and right right as he's pulling him into the bathroom. Yeah. You know, Peter Green, who's then been sent down by Penn. By Penn, you know, yeah. to go check on Herb. And, yeah. 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 That's, when they, that's when they know that... An intruder is out there. Something is, is amiss. And so then... Um, then he's like back on top of the train again and he's going to the engine. Yeah. Right? He's, he's got to get to the engine. He's trying to get to the engine, right? right. And he goes to the first engine. There's two engines and this first engine's inoperable, which is being pulled by the first, by the, the, so there's two engines, but this is the second engine. It's inoperable being pushed by the first one. And that's when they alert to team that there's dudes out there. And so there's this epic gunfight. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and then they're like alerting like the people and there, there's what, like, Six people, nine and, dudes in there. Yeah, and they're like, there's like six dudes in there. Yeah, yeah they're like, all yeah, right, uh, can we get... check? And they're like, and they're just like <laughs> looking around. Yeah, it's hard to they're say. They're not even standing up. It's hard to explain. Yeah, on a <laughs> you know on a podcast, but yeah, they're just like they just kind of bend over. Yeah, and they look around. out the window. And yeah, like, that, it's all clear. <laughs> they don't physically get up or do nothing. Yeah, they just literally just kind of shift around and look look at each other like, all clear here. We're good to go. Yeah, but no, sure. And enough, then and uh, then somebody shoots at somebody. Yeah, somebody shoots and show me alerts them all because there's one guy who makes it to the second cart, and uh, dude Seagal just like shoots him through the neck and takes him out right off the bat, and uh, it's pretty crazy. And then he's like, uh, he's on top of the other one, and they find they hear him, and they're all like, instead of like sticking their bodies out, which I guess in this scenario you don't want to, you don't want to stick your body out and expose yourself. And they're just kind of moving their arms up over the, mm-hmm. the top and just like aimlessly shooting. Yeah. And there's apparently like this little tiny hub of like metal that's just like he's able to lay under. Right. And not get nailed by any like a spray of the bullets. But then he's able to stick his hands down and do the same thing and take out like six guys. Well, at least, like, he takes out like at least three dudes with his this, shots. Is this where he does? Because uh, you were talking about him using the train. Uh, yeah, this like is, all the like, parts right. of the train yeah. for protection. So there, yeah. there's a scene where yeah. he's the guy is behind him and he's like open a door and then he goes to the next door and he opens the yeah, door and he's goes using to the next all door, the compartments the as like shields. Yeah, yeah. which I thought was kind of clever. It, it, I mean, it's clever. He's, he's using. Like uh, he's being very resourceful at this point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we missed the part. Like he's like he's on top of it and you're like, hey, Bud or whatever the guy's name, go check it out. And the guy's one of the older guys. He's yeah. like, oh man, and he gets up yeah. there and he, the moment he climbs up. 
another face full of cigar. Right? Yeah, because Savant kicks him. Kicks him, and he goes over, over the, the front. front and just goes right, and the train just takes right over. Yeah, and, and that's when they're all alerted to him in there, and that's when it's like this epic like yes. spray gun fight, and they're like, <laughs> sorry for the uh, you know, I just you know, everybody's <laughs> just shooting and shooting, and um, you're just like, man, this is like. This is kind of like one is like an awkward scene just because where everybody's like trying to shoot where they can't see and they go through a tunnel and it's all dark and yeah he's then like using the uh, doors as kind of a way to like um, you know protect himself but he kind of gets this is where like this is kind of a pivotal part of the scene part of the movie where. It then kind of gets forgotten about, but like this sharpshooter, yeah, the train's going so around the, a curve, right? The only, yeah. the only female terrorist, uh, mercenary, if mercenary, you will. yeah, is also the sniper, the mute, yeah, apparently, because <laughs> she has the no uh, yeah. So she sets up on the train, and as like you're saying, as the train is curving, yeah, you know, she, she gets, gets a, a shot. shot, yeah. Um, I don't know how many times do we see Seagal, you know, take a bullet, yeah. Yeah. not very so, often and so he does he takes it yeah and it looks like he falls off the train and they're told to go check and we've got uh patrick kilpatrick yeah and uh, peter, peter green. green yeah you know they're like all they're seeing are, is blood on different parts of the train mm. so they're just they're assuming right yeah that yeah they don't he's find, they, he's he's a gunner they don't see a body yeah, yeah. And uh, so they're they're like they take take their word for it. Oh, he's gone. We're all, all the good. time. He's American ninjing it That's right. under <laughs> under the train, just yes. holding on. There must be some good lattice yeah. under there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, some strong lattice. So he's able to like just get up under there, and um, you know, was it Joe Armstrong? He's doing that. He's doing that move where he's just clinging under the uh, the, the cargo train. Yeah, or the second train. But he did. Did they bother to kind of just wink, kind of bend over and look? Nah, no. nah. Forget about it. He's good. He's good. He's dead. Yeah. See some blood on the rails. See some blood on the. You know, if they had known that cables. this was Casey Ryback at that point, yeah, they, they probably would have, have taken the extra yeah. precaution. But no, nah, he's dead. He's good to go. So yeah, they report back and they're like, "Hey, he's dead." And then that's when Penn's like, "Did you see a body?" Well, they did. Just see a body. It's not at that point because it wasn't until. Later on, uh, I'm not sure exactly when it it happens, but Penn decides to go down st- downstairs because he's like, "Why? Why is? Why did you need the power?" And so he's like looking around. Oh, that's the right. phone. Yeah. yeah. And so then he finds the oh, little compiler thing. Yeah. And so he bring, takes it back up to Dane. Dane plugs it into his equipment. Is able to hack, hack it. it. Yeah. yeah. And this is where we see his, like, yeah, memoir, like all the stuff in there. And there's like his recipes, his name. Yeah. Casey, like, Casey, Casey like, Ryback. He's like, Casey Ryback. <laughs> Casey Ryback. Yeah. And then the other one's like, Casey Ryback. And he's like, he's a former captain of the Navy SEALs and counterterrorism. Yeah. And, and then Peter <laughs> Green's like, he was my commander of Fort Bragg. And <laughs> yeah, he's, he's one tough. He basically were very. He's scared. the best. Yeah, he's the best, of the best of the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's when Penn turns to yeah, Peter Gray and says, just, "They just Did see, you a see a body." Yeah. Oh no, I saw a lot of blood, and I, I, and he smacks, smacks him, him hard. Smacks him <laughs> and I always yeah. thought with yeah. that scene, I'm yeah. like, he looks like he's like really hurt. Yeah, like he like just 
like that. Like he, him, yeah, he, they yeah. did it for real. Took, it, took him out. Yeah. Uh, he says, I assumed. Yeah. He says, assumption is the mother of all F-ups. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so. And then we see Ryback back in the cable car. So he, with this injury, he's able to just lattice crawl his way back. Um, well, by this day. point, though, another guy has found more chestnut. Remember, he's got he so he's got the gun on him. No, wait, no. Time out. We I'm too far ahead. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's yeah. right. No, so he comes back, yeah. and this time he gives him a gun. That's right. Able, yeah, that's yeah, right. Because yeah. he says, "You've been shot." He says, like, no, "No, no, there's no bullet here. No bullet here. It went clean through. <laughs> I can use it like there's no pain whatsoever." Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, what's what's a hole in my shoulder? What does that mean? Let me show you how to use this gun. Come here, boy. <laughs> you are. And he's like, you are a dumb, you are a slow SOB. I'm like, what? What is he talking? He's so mean to a man. He's like, it's, it's right. you are a slow <laughs> SOB, aren't you? So, um, yeah, then he's training him on how to use a gun and giving him some confidence. And then they, at this point, there might we might be skipping ahead. I don't know, but there's a point where he like recruits Chestnut, and Chestnut's going to use the dumb waiter to. Because, yeah, now they go to the bar, and he's like, hey, guess what? I'm also, not only am I Casey Ryback, I also got a little MacGyver on me, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to take a couple of these uh, shakers. I happen to have a beeper just laying around. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. I got some random wires. Maybe they found it somewhere. Yeah. And he's like, ladder fluid? What are you going to use ladder fluid? I need need something to ignite. And And it's it's like a detonator. It's like a detonator. Yeah. (laughs) So he's like putting that together. Yeah. And then we see... um, uh, I think I think we see Sarah and the bartender a little bit, and they're talking about maybe like, you know, they're looking for they're probably looking for my uncle or what have you. We see some small scenes of the uh, of the hostages, and so this time, you know, he's just bad there, just chilling, making the concocting this, and they plan to do this little move where, I guess, he does take that. This is where he goes like hardcore on them, right? He goes and like blows, he throws the bomb in there and blows a lot of stuff up. Yeah, a lot of guys get caught on fire. A lot of Ghostbuster looking mercenaries because they're wearing the Ghostbuster outfits. (laughs) I don't know why. Everyone else is in regular outfits. Uh, Probably because they're flame retardant. (laughs) Exactly. He blows them up and he causes distraction with a Morse chestnut was able to then grab uh, the CD. Yes, that has targeting codes. Yeah, it has targeting codes so that it kind of pretty much uh, disables uh, Grazer 1, if Mm -hmm. you will, and like slows them down. Yeah, I'm wondering though, uh, maybe I'm being, maybe I just don't know enough about this this fake technology, but so they, they take, he takes the CD and then he talks about, or Dane says, "Oh, we're like a we're like a sitting duck without a CD, whatever." Then how come the people that were looking for them then couldn't find them? I I don't know. Maybe there's maybe maybe it didn't work that way. Yeah, he also mentioned something too. I thought it was kind of funny. It's was like they it? had to keep moving too, so they wouldn't be detected. Okay, which, maybe it was. I don't know. I don't know because they were. Yeah, I don't know. It was kind of... Where the whole ghost satellite things come in? Yeah, I don't know. He just, like, created them to kind of... Yeah, so because they were trying to shoot down the satellite with these missiles. Missiles, yeah, but he created a ton of them, so they didn't know exactly which target it was. But I think, theoretically, wouldn't they have enough bombs to just knock out all 50? I... I I mean, this is the U.S. government, man. I'm sure we have 50 50 missiles. I don't know. To, like, just... uh, I mean, mean, they talked about how these... Get some bombers out there and just shoot all These bombers were were from an air... Were from the air show in Denver, but I don't know if that... 
Yeah. Or was that just the two bombers that they sent after the train to blow? Maybe they were only maybe they only had two bombers. I don't know. But in the meantime, yeah. while all this has happened, you're right. We totally missed that the command centers got a little bit more busier, right? Because then the admiral from the admiral from uh under siege one rolls up in yeah. there and he's gotta make the tough decisions, right? <clears throat> then he yeah. sees that breakers there and he's like oh gosh yeah why are you here yeah. you're like well they're like tell me you didn't hire this guy travis dane and they're like well, you know, <laughs> the insane people made the best stuff man i'm telling you man you just gotta you just gotta you just gotta know how to treat he, these he insane made it people. through the screening process yeah. 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 Lee. He, said, he made it through that two rounds of interview yeah he said all the right things you know right just, right uh, we, you, know? you should have heard how he answered that oh where God. do you where yeah. do you see yourself in five years yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was he nailed it yes. and uh you know we checked him out with hr he said he was fantastic i mean yeah. he just was perfect he had know? great references fantastic references i mean you yeah. really couldn't turn this guy down so uh yeah, but now he's insane and he's gone off the thing and he's controlling his own invention and kind of rhymed. Yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> and uh, what do you want from me, man? And so he's like, "Well, I knew I knew the CIA is involved." So he's kind of giving them the the business, and now you know he's kind of standing around like, just like, "What do we do?" And he's like, "You know, it sounds like it's gonna blow this place up, man. But how do we find? What do we do? How do we get it? You know?" Yeah, yeah, it's just kind of like I don't know. They're just like paid actors in some suits man so, you know <laughs> they gotta they gotta that one kid's like what's space what do you say he said something about space is like thank you sir stop talking <laughs> yes that's yes. right it's a random scene sorry I, I can't remember exactly what it was yeah again it's it's hard to keep track of where there was so many scenes it really seem... it just kind of goes back and forth yeah, yeah they, and they seem similar and they do it's hard to kind of like um break it up if you will and yeah keep it in sequential order but so yeah there, so there's pandemonium going in the uh in the war room mm -hmm. and the admirals are there and um yeah back to casey he they get the cd and then somehow the trains uh so they're like okay we can't kill him now because he has a cd right mm -hmm. and so casey's like crawling back on the train and the guys like have happen to be there just standing between two cars he's like give me the cd and then they attack each other and they both fall off the train and then more stress than that's character falls off the train. And so then they stop the train on a dime again. Right. Yeah. Which is kind of funny because there was a scene where it stopped and then they show a scene of, uh, you know, uh, Travis Dane and you can still see the train moving in the background, which I thought was kind of funny. Right. Um, and so, yeah, this is where there is a gun trained on Morris, uh, Morris Chestnut and he takes the dude out. Yeah. And, well, and uh, during this time though, we got Steven Seagal hanging just on, chilling, yeah. on a cliff with a bullet hole in his yeah, waiting right, for right peck and waiting for people to rappel down to him. Just randomly rappel down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, he's not going to climb up, right? Right. Yeah, he's like, I'm stuck here. Yeah, he's maybe, just going to hang out till till time. Maybe if they rappel down, I can rappel myself back up. Yeah, maybe he assumed that they had to. They had to come get him. They yeah. couldn't just kill him because he had the this right. the CD. And then Morse Chestnuts just kind of practice. He like practices taking aim. He shoots at some of the guys. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, it's just a porter. Go get him. You know. Right. And this one guy chases after him. He's like, I'm gonna. He's like, turn around, man. Let me see your hands. And he's like, then he kind of does the distraction game. Like, oh, I think I lost the CD. I don't know. 
yeah. just takes the dude out one shot. You know, yeah, he nice. goes Erica Lenniac, man. He's right. He's on there now. <laughs> he is now taken out. Taken never out used terrorists. a gun in his life. And never in his life. Like, but you know like, what? He was trained by he was trained by Casey Ryback. I mean, so, I don't know. You get you get a you get a shooting lesson. You like get a single best, shooting lesson from, from the Steve. best of the best. Yes, that's right. You're, that's gonna, you you're gonna nail it. Yeah, most likely nine out of ten times you're gonna be you're gonna be a marksman pretty well. I mean, right. you're gonna have you're gonna have the skills because Casey Ryback showed you how to hold it with your right hand, wrap it with your left, and shoot straight. Yes, sir. Always look at all your 10, 12, 6, 13, whatever. You know, <laughs> <I don't> know. <laughs> you're six, nine, and twelve. Keep an eye out. Um, I better stop killing my cigar. I'm gonna need some water here. <laughs> um. So yeah, he takes that guy out, um, and he what? He gets back. He crawls under the train. Does he get back in the train? Yeah, he just jumps. Well, yeah, he just runs and jumps back on the train. Yeah. So, but then Quinn happens to just randomly find the CD on the train tracks. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, like, oh, yeah. Because got- he asks, he asks Merc two Peter Green or yeah. Merc one Peter Green. He's like, "Hey, where'd he go to the train?" He's like, "Oh, the guard's up." And yeah, he finds it. So yeah, and so uh, the train's back on. I, w- I will say, I will say, I feel like that, um, and this is an exaggeration, but like if back in at this time when CDs were like the main thing for music, if you dropped a CD and it got, it would easily get scratched. Oh yeah. And the thing would not yeah. like, it yeah. would not work. It would not have the, the codes that he would need. Right. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. It, it would just like, it would skip. One thing we also forgot to mention too, is that, uh, it was just like a random scene where like, uh, some client of the terrorists, so apparently they already have clients who, yeah. are gonna, who are funding them to give them a billion dollars because they're, I guess, they're working their way up to a billion dollars. So it's mm-hmm. like, hey man, I'll give you an extra hundred mil if you just like nuke my wife in the middle of this, middle of the flight. And he's like, I don't know if I can do this. He's like, well, tell him to, you know, get a hundred. He get he's got five minutes to get a hundred million to my account, which just happens, you know. And he's like, all right. And then sure enough, they like nuke a plane like midair. So now we know it. Not only does it induce earthquakes and cause that. It can also just obliterate planes yeah. in the middle air, middle of the yeah. air. Yeah, yeah. So that was this is another time for him to show how like genius he genius is, and he's super he smart. Yeah. yeah. So, but that was kind of interesting. He was just like, and this, I think it was one of the guys in the Ghostbusters suits who mentioned that who got <laughs> burned, incinerated. Well, let's, let's let's talk about. So we're, we're so the porter the porter's back on the the train. But Seagal's got to get back on the train. How does Seagal get back on the train? Well, those guys were pelled down, right? They were pelled down. They were, like, he, attacking him. He, he le- launches off the, the yeah. cliff face. Leap and, of faith, man. Yeah. And he just jumps on the other guy. And then instead of a face full of Seagal, it's a face full of rock. He swung yeah. that dude's face right into the rock, right? Yeah, yeah that's so right. He incapacitated that one guy. Yeah. And, and then, then another guy propelled down, and he just shot the rope, right? That's right. And he's just like, he didn't even have a chance. He's like, here I come. And then he cuts yeah. and he cuts the guy he's yeah. hanging from free. Yeah. So now he's like trying to climb up the rope. Yeah. But unfortunately, the train starts to go, so it prevents him from having to actually do the climbing himself. He's like, oh, this is way easy. But then Penn starts to shoot, shoot the, the, the rope, the yeah. cables, yeah. and he's able to like grab the top of the cliff before he right. falls. Yeah. There. Yeah, and it was know, like perfect timing. Perfect. Timing. It was like sudden death. No, wait. Yeah, he, he caught the rock. You know? Yeah, and remember, he's got an injury, right? Yeah, he's got it. He's but got this whole time. He's been able well, to hang himself. There's no bullet here. That's right. He's been able to. He's like, I don't feel pain. Pain feels me. You know, so he's right. 
it is like, it is some hard to kill acupuncture <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah he's just out there for justice and anyways he's um he's just hanging yeah because I mean, he's now marked for death but now that's right <laughs> but, but yeah but we all know that he is really above the law he is above the law this is true yes <laughs> Okay, so we got all four films now. <laughs> right around the scene. Yes. Uh, well, he goes, he runs, and he finds a truck. A random truck. And yeah. he immediately doesn't, he apparently already knows that this truck is derelict and needs some repair, which is kind of bizarre to me. He just sees the truck. He's like, opens the hood, finds the two wires. Yeah, the, the two wires yeah. are automatically yeah. right there. The two and random wires like, you need to do to jumpstart this car. I mean, who, who knows if it has gasoline or if the tires work or yeah. the axles are fine. Is it leaking oil? Boom. And that car is ready to take on any terrain <laughs> at, right. at any moment. Because he's, he's going off-road with that thing, man. Yeah. Yeah, and just chasing him down. It looks like it's a pretty rough ride. And so at this point... Uh, I think the fax shows up at the Mile High City. Mm-hmm. And so the guy who looks like, um, uh, he kind of looks like uh, Mad Eye Mooney, that character, that actor. <laughs> but he's not him, you know? You know what I'm talking about? Brian. He kind of looks like Brendan Gleeson. Yeah, Brendan Gleeson. That's yeah. right. Yeah. He looks like Brendan Gleeson, but he's not. Yeah. He's the... I've seen him in other things, but I can't think of Yeah. Him. So he's like, Wait, this isn't the produce list. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? You know, yeah. and somehow he has an ability to attach. He's some random chef, and he's been able to get a high security clearance to get through to this admiral. I, I don't know how he. He just. I, I saw that he put the name Admiral Bates in the facts, but I don't know if he explained exactly actually how to contact him. Yeah, I don't either. But they're like, and then they're like, Admiral Bates, we have some cook trying to get in touch with you. And he's yeah, like, and he just and like, like puts him through. He's like, patch him through. And yeah. then it's like, you're gonna, it could be a very personal conversation. You never know what he's going to say, you know? He's like, uh, Admiral Boyle. Yeah, Admiral, Admiral Bates. Bates uh, I'm sorry, that, that yeah, boil that you have. You, you have. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, you made a reservation for this Friday night, and yeah. we're going to have to cancel that. We <laughs> have a private party. <laughs> and, then, and then this whole conversation. Uh, but my wife's going to be so disappointed. And, yeah. uh, I was well, angry. I'm, I'm sorry, sorry sir. Uh, would you like to reschedule for <laughs> but at this point he's like Casey you Ryback's on this train yeah. and so apparently he uh he, he remembers Casey Ryback from last time yeah but then he immediately makes the decision like ah forget it unless Casey can do something in 17 minutes let's just call off call call the stealth bombers to go blow up this plane I need to kill these, these well and now in, in fairness he's got to think of the bigger picture it's true because yeah. you don't want to because yeah so i don't think we mentioned it so the ultimate goal is to destroy washington DC. right yeah they're going to try to blow a, up washington there's a reactor under the pentagon that they know that we don't know that we know that yeah it's right straight from the mouth of travis dane that's um, right right so everybody's freaking out because there will yeah. be fallout because yeah he patched at this point, he's now made himself aware. He's now made himself known as he's the te- he's the main terrorist, mm-hmm. and they're all like, oh, yeah. "Travis Dane, we yeah. thought you were dead." Yeah, he's like, yeah. he's like, "That's right, I'm still alive, and yeah. I'm in front of the Eiffel Tower because he's got the Eiffel Tower behind him." And I guess the throw sent off, you know. Oh, right. and he's like, yeah, and he's like, yeah, good luck finding the right um, satellite because I've. I've Put up fifty ghost mm-hmm. satellites yeah, on 50. the screen. Yeah, they're trying yeah. to work their way through yeah. like all these. They get down to eleven. Yeah, eight or maybe eight. At one point they say eleven, and then and then, then, they, and then, they, and then um, 
he's just like, good luck trying to find it. And uh, if you guys, I guess, don't pay me a billion dollars, is that what the... It sounds like he doesn't matter if he's going to get the money or not. He wants Fallout regardless. <clears throat> yeah, he's like, I'm gonna I, I blow. forgot. Yeah, I think he his goal was to just do the thing. Yeah, he's going to make the money and then also blow up uh, Washington D.C. Yeah, so, um, because they do. I mean, he got he got the money. Yeah, because they he see, he announces to the, his yeah, crew, which that, is so like, funny because yeah, later on he like annihilates half his crew. So I don't, I don't really know. Which I, maybe that was the point. Yeah. He didn't want to split. I guess that's true. You know, he would have to split. Well, them. I guess they were they were planning to bring people off. That's what that's what the helicopter was for, right? Well, they had one helicopter. Yeah, one helicopter for maybe three people. So maybe just him, Quinn, and the 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 sniper girl. And maybe, I guess and maybe Peter Green. So those, yeah, those four. Um, because he dispatched uh, Mercenary Two, aka Patrick Kilpatrick, because he like told him like I think it's time to cut and run, and he's like, "How about I just cut your neck?" Oh yeah, yeah, he does that little fancy like sidestep parry knife through throat. Right, thing, straight yeah. to the throat. He's like, anyone else want to disagree with me? Yeah. And everybody's like, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. It's cool, it's cool. And he gets a little unhinged there, Everett McGill's character. Mm-hmm. Um, he starts taking it personal. He does. With, uh, yeah, he with was, Ryback. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, so yeah, he, he uncovers a Ryback's. Um, he's got somebody on the on the train with him, right? Mm-hmm. And so they. He, that's right. He goes to the hostages and he somehow is able to pick out sarah because of her necklace yeah she's uh, she's wearing the navy cross yeah and and, uh it keeps her hostage it's a reasonable assumption that's and then then there's a couple more scenes where like yeah ryback gets back on the train yeah and i can't remember where he goes to the bathroom and he uses the girl to kind of take to take this other guy out. oh my lord i i am having trouble like keeping yeah. straight like, i can't remember so there's a woman because in the and that's and yeah sneaks in there like okay so in that scene though where they discover the niece peter green is in that scene with him with with pen mm-hmm. um because they both get sprayed at the pepper spray that's right and he's like Tasty. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, like it's like Banaka. Yeah, it's delicious. It just clears up the sinuses. Yeah, clears up the sinuses, young lady. Uh, and, but then he, so now, and I mentioned earlier. So the scene where, like, now Sarah, you're trembling. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, would you like a only, soda? If only he had said that. Do you I need a ride home? So great. Um, <laughs> But so when remember when Ryback gets back onto the train, uh, first we see Morris Chestnut at gun being held at gunpoint oh, by Peter right. Green, yeah. and then yeah, you know you know he's like, you know he's like I'm gonna give you a choice. You know you can either I can either shoot you face me or you can turn around and not see yeah. it coming or something like that. Anyway, yeah. uh, are you gonna help me? Yeah, he's at, yeah, and then like Seagal kills him, neck breaking. Yeah, 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 neck break. He takes him. This is where we start seeing Seagal kind of bring on the breaking of the necks and the breaking of the arms and stuff. He starts just infiltrating stuff and stuff like that. So yeah, I don't remember what scene that was where he was. The girl was in the restroom and he was just like, he just shows up in the restroom and uses the girl to kind of dispatch that guy. I don't know. That's kind of bizarre. Maybe that was all the way back at the when he made the. Could have been back when he made it, the bomb. Maybe it could have been back when he made the bomb. Yeah, he took the one uh, other guy out. I don't know, but at one point 
Yeah, so that guy's there. But hadn't they? And there's a scene too where they dispatch the the they dispatch the uh, the hostages, right? They 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 kill them. They don't no. kill them. No, no, they just they dispatch the train or they, oh the they detach the detach train. excuse me i'm using oh, the wrong word dispatch uh, would be murder yeah <laughs> detach the train uh, yeah. yeah so yeah again it kind of i think that's uh, that's got so that's that's not where we're getting into like the towards the end well i mean peter dot peter green dies towards the end i believe right i mean he takes him out I and mean, once he gets back on the train like what else is he yeah doing? I, I, yeah i think at that point when he gets back on the train that's when they go full on all right we're gonna go we're gonna rescue these hostages yeah and so they sort of like do like a blitzkrieg thing of like just yeah they both go in there that's right yeah so he takes the guys from the front and the morse chestnuts comes to the back and like tears these down guys there's this random marine looking dude who takes tries to knock some people out and he takes yeah. a bunch of bullets yeah so, that's right and in yeah. case you're like thanks yeah. I didn't have to die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so they're like they. So yeah. So uh, yeah I think I it was an Air Force guy, honestly, that gets killed. Unfortunately. Yeah, you're right. Uh, <laughs> there I am messing up the Air Force and the Marines. Oh yeah. my gosh. Uh, yeah. So now I think now this is where uh, around this time <laughs> maybe. <laughs> the they detach the pass the car for the passengers. Yeah, I think they detach the car for the passengers, and we see a helicopter come out of nowhere. Wait, or and then at what also, point? When did they get into? They also got into dark territory. Yeah, they got. I mean, what what, what are they calling? Yeah, that was before they let the passengers go. They go to dark territory. Yeah, they he changes the train tracks, and then more chestnut characters like, wait a minute, the ghost town's always to our left, not to the right. This is not the right tracks, and he's even looking down. He's like, "These aren't yeah. even the right tracks." And then they live. look at they look I, at the like the, yeah. the schedule, and yeah. that's where they see they're going to collide territory. with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, they're going to collide. Yeah, and no one knows this apparently, but just you know. Well, and they find out at the oh well now back at the at the command center, they're like tracking these trains. Okay, they did find the train, right? Mm-hmm. They had to find yeah, the train. They found it, yeah. Uh, because why, they were going to, they sent the bombers after them. Why not stop it? Yeah. Well, they, 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 tr- oh, and he, I, and he like uses his brain power again to take out those bombers, right? That's right. And there's that really, really cool scene where he destroys one right before it, like, it reaches the train and it's like blows up in front of the train. And that's kind of pretty epic. Okay. Did they, there were two bombers. And I mean that by saying Travis Dane blows up the thing. He's like, wait a minute. They have airships in the air. I can find them by the shifting in the air. Wait. Oh, here they are. Yeah, that is like, you're mine. You're mine. You know, so it's kind of. But one of them like veers off. And then he blows up the first one. Oh, then did he go? Did he blow up both of them? He blew up both of them. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, okay. the second one was like right in front of the in front of the train. That's right. That's yeah. right. Right, right when they come out of the tunnel. That's right. And it's like this cool scene where it's like <clears throat> I think that was the budget for that's, that explosion took up the budget for the space scene in the beginning. Because 
I don't know if you remember this, but there's a space scene in the beginning. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> right. That's right. There was a space scene. Because we've been through so many, like, they, walking they, on top of the train, shooting and breaking necks. They went to space. Yeah. And then, the, yeah, well, that's the third film. Right. Okay. <laughs> so, it's, yeah, that happened, too. And, yeah, you're right. They went to dark territory. But, yeah, I mean, I think at this point, um, that yeah, he and uh, Chestnut, who's now, like, you know, proficient at dispatching, uh, mercenary slash terrorist uh, was able to help him take out all the guards of the hostages, and then um, they were able to detach the yes, not dispatch. Uh, yeah, detach. Well, they did dispatch some people, but they yeah, but not the hostages, the bad guys. Yeah, and they detached the train, and then Morse Chestnut leaps over to his train. He's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "What are you doing, boy?" And he's like, "Oh, I'm I'm going to see this to the end. You're the you're a true hero or something." He calls him a hero or something. And yeah, yeah. He's a you're a hero now. Yeah. He's like, no, you no man, you're the hero. You know, man, you're the hero. And he's like, that's right, I am. <laughs> I'm ready. But then he tells him, he I'm said, you want to be a hero, but you climb up there and commandeer that helo. Yeah, that's right. He does tell him that. Yeah. And he's like, what? He's Which like, seems, I don't know, like a pretty harder bra- job. Pretty brazen. <laughs> yeah, pretty brazen that he's doing this. Yeah. So uh, now, um, now Everett McGill's character, um, Penn. I want to keep calling him Quinn. Penn is uh, now, uh, you know, using um, Sarah as uh, bait. Mm-hmm. And he's like, because he even what's his face is like, what are you looking for, babe? And he's like, I'm looking for bait. Nope. Bait. Bait. <laughs> and so he's using her as bait. And he's got her all tied up. And he's like, nothing nothing in this world scares me, but I'm scared of your uncle. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't like it. it. <laughs> yeah. And she like claws his face. And I think it's like a real scene because you see her fingernail like in his Yeah, face. she there's yeah. like a nerve thing yeah. like into the face. It's kind of like, interesting, yeah. And he's like, Did your uncle teach you that? Yeah. Oh, he's good. He's good. <laughs> but at one point when he thought he was dead, he's like, I guess your uncle's not as good as he thought I thought he was. Yeah. But apparently he was, because then um yeah, because then um, Travis. That Dane, must have been before. That must have been before he got back on the train, and then he. Yeah, it was before because he thought his uncle had. He thought he killed the uncle when he shot the cable. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what? And he didn't, didn't check for didn't a body. Check for a body. Somebody and, should have slapped him. And Travis Dane called him out on it. He's That's like, right. Yeah, someone uh, once said that uh, you know, um, what's the line again about the uh, assumption is assumption the mother is of all f ups. Yep, and he's like. And I think at that point, Travis or Patrick Kilpatrick was all like, "We need to cut, cut and run." He's like, "Say, like, you've lost it, old man." Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and he's like, "Anyone else disagree with me?" You know? <laughs> and they're like, "Oh no!" <laughs> and then it gets kind of just like, uh, then it kind of goes back to like the like. So then they it's confrontation time, right? He sees. Yeah, it's been building up. Yeah, to this this one on one show. Yeah, he sees her through the thing, and then there there's um. Pen and then there's Casey and they both take their guns. They throw their guns to the floor. It's like okay, it's gonna be yeah. close quarter combat. Well, she he now Pen also pulls the pen out of a grenade and hands yes. it to Sarah. Sarah, who's just so, not holding it. Yeah, yeah so, so she so has to hold it. up. Yeah, yeah. and uh, now kind of reminiscent of the Tommy Lee Jones um, Stratix fight with Casey Ryback. Yeah, they start it, with they start with knives. It's, 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 it's kind of just a. Yeah, just straight rip off. Yeah, yeah, right. they just kind of go right back to it. Like, uh, what what worked last time? Well, they had a really cool knife fight. All right, let's do that again. You know, <laughs> so but not only did they have this cool knife fight, you know, starting off a knife fight, you know, um, they fall down the stairs mm-hmm. into what? 
The kitchen. Oh my gosh, the yeah. kitchen of this all is, places. This is where this is where Ryback gets his power. Right, yeah. It's yeah. like it's like this his, is his uh, this is his for Superman. Yeah, yeah this just, is like his uh sword of gray skull. Yeah, it just kind of energizes him. Yeah. He like yeah. He, 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 he said, I have the power. And I will say that he struggled more with the guy outside of his like um you know, when he like was, you know, checking his room. I don't know why he was going back to his room and it blew up and that guy was trying to kill him. And he was like rolling, arriving on the floor with that one guy, and then until he broke his neck, he thought like, "Yeah, he's kind of struggling with this guy." Yeah, he actually. Broke, I kind of liked it. I mean, he yeah. he was thrown off balance. He they broke kinda, his arm, and then he broke his. There's neck. a little bit of a grappling yeah. thing. Yeah, he has some ground fighting thing. But yeah, but in the kitchen, yeah, he was just kind of taking it to Everett McGill's character. Yeah, yeah, he didn't seem to struggle too much. You know, he was just like a lot of hand movements. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot that. of fighting and just like you know whatever, and you know you just. He was kind of fluid, and then yeah, he once he started grappling him, uh, he was like it was over with, right? And mm-hmm. then he finishes him with the uh, with the neck break, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Just, uh, I've seen that same neck break in other movies. Yeah, classic crack, crack. Yeah, on the floor. This is like the third neck break. Well, okay. In fairness, I think the the one before that that you're talking about in the room, mm-hmm. I don't technically think that's a neck break. That looked more like a. He sleeper, him out. just a sleeper hole. Yeah, okay. yeah. But he broke Peter Green's neck. Yeah, yeah. That one, I think he took him out. One. You heard it. I mean, I heard it. Yeah, maybe I thought I, I mean, heard it. I don't think he uh, really did it. I, and then there another guy. He like sliced his wrists and like broke his wrists. So uh-huh. I saw wrist breaking. Saw a few arm breaking. Yeah. And it was pretty like not quick ones. It was kind of. Like I mean, the guy, the guy, and bending. Yeah. Well, the guy that he put in the in the sleeper. He broke his arm. That's first. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like, you know what? Enjoy this broken arm. Go to sleep. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. So he's uh, now dispatched. Uh, pen. Right. Yeah. yeah. So he's, now he's done. But now we're told by Mr. Travis Dane that nothing can stop what is about to happen. There's no more codes. You can't put any codes in to stop. The countdown. Well, he forgot one very important detail. Bullets. That and Casey Ryback. <laughs> Casey Ryback with bullets. Yeah, Casey Ryback <laughs> with bullets. Yeah, he just shoots the, like, the laptop. That he yeah, has. he's got like a cell phone attached to it. A laptop, and it goes yeah. right straight through the Straight through it. Yeah. And he's like, does that stop it? He's like, I, I, I never thought, thought of that. that. And he like falls out, yeah. survives. Yeah. In a weird like CGI, like. Yeah, it's really image. weird. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's such a bizarre and stupid. Yeah. It's dumb looking, but then somehow he climbs up the lap. Well, so at this point, yeah, um, the, the engineer dudes are still in the first train that he did not kill because he killed like six guys of the eight guys that were in there. There's still two guys driving the train, right? <laughs> yes. They run. I don't. At, at this point, they run head on in front of the into another train. I don't want to believe that they just purposely did that. Yeah, they I, did. They just ran head because you see them go. Ah! And at this point, uh, Morris Chestnut and Sarah are climbing up the ladder. Well, we totally missed the point well, where, like, you, he yeah. had to like run through the. Well, uh, he unties Sarah. And well, first he like gets to Sarah, throws a grenade. That's right. Pushes up. her down. Yeah. Yeah. And blows up. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then Morse Chestnut had to dispatch this silent. Uh, yeah, because she tra- she climbed up after him. And what did he do to do it though? I mean, like, how's he gonna take out this? Uh, like, well, expert, he's getting his expert. He's, he's getting his butt handed to him. Mercenary. And then he 
the one move that Sarah put on him Earlier at the very day beginning. He was being all yeah, pers- and he, he practiced it one time one on himself, time and, and it it worked. Just and came he into play. Flung her over and out the uh, helicopter. Yes, you know? like no, not a problem. So he right. went all again. He took he took a cue from Erica Eleniak. He was like, you know, what? I'm going to become you know, the best sidekick on earth and learn everything. I mean, of course he had an awesome, awesome teacher and Sarah Ryback on that move. Mm-hmm. So who also learned her moves from the best of the best of the best. That's right. <clears throat> so yeah, so that happened and you're right. Yeah. So then he, um, then we'll go back to Casey. Casey's dispatched, uh, Sarah, I mean, he's, I mean, he's dispatched, um, Travis. He's throwing, he's throwing grenades, getting her. Travis falls out. He's like, whatever thing, uh, the, helicopter somehow sarah gets on the helicopter with morris chestnut yeah they're like right there mm-hmm. and she can get up there but then yeah. but but when she gets climbing up the trains collide. collide and they're all like falling apart yeah and, and seagal goes flying through yeah. the car yeah and then that didn't like knock him out or no he, but was he like, just got up and he's started back up on his feet like nothing happened yeah when keep we get in mind to... he's got a bullet i mean he's got a bullet hole in his left hand. that's not gonna affect his running yeah but he you know, but he needs his arms to run. Yeah, so. he needs his arms. I mean, have you seen this man flail when he runs? He he, and arms. he runs through a train what? as the cars are like collapsing. Yeah, yeah they are. Yeah, so he's like sliding through holes and running, and it's yeah. really bizarre. And yeah, we do see that scene while things are blowing up. We see that bizarre CGI scene of Travis Dane just like laying on the ground, which looks like several feet from the train tracks. Mm-hmm. Because he did fall out of a window while the train was still moving. Yeah, yeah. So we would assume he was several feet behind. And actually, I feel like that it's on the he's on the wrong side of the tracks. So I feel like he fell out on this side, but he's on that. Yeah, side. I don't. I'm not so sure. But I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you're it's, right. He's it, on this side. I don't know. It's unimportant. It really. is unimportant. Just like I mean, the sequence of this movie is kind of already crazy, yeah. but um, kind of like this movie. Yeah, now. exactly. It's uh. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so then uh, Casey Ryback, as the trains are colliding and crashing and what have you, he leaps onto the ladder of the helicopter. And then as he's leaping, we see an arm just, like, grab his leg. He's like, yes. Ryback! Somehow he somehow he got up mm-hmm. and... He's not the only one who can take a bullet wound and keep moving, you know? Yeah, but just from... I, I assume, like, the helicopter was, like, not low enough. No, I would. I mean, this is another. Yeah, this is like um, just general dynamic, right? I mean, yeah. general physics, right? I mean, I, I, guess. I imagine the helicopter. Yeah. So the train itself platform was probably like what at least six feet off the ground, and so when he jumps, it's probably like another seven or eight feet. And this man is writhing on the ground. Yeah. Like what a staggering maybe foot off the ground. Mm-hmm. So somehow he's able to. Lee, he's able to go from a foot off the ground to like maybe eight to nine feet in the air to grab Casey Ryback. Yeah. And be like, Ryback! And I guess, I don't even know what part, I don't even know what threat he is at this point. You know, like, why even do that? Well, they part? get all the way up to the helicopter and he's holding on. Dana's holding on and he like shuts the door, the sliding door, and he cuts his fingers off. Fingers I don't off. understand how yeah. that how that works. A bunch of Vienna sausages laying there. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it seemed like an unnecessary, gory yeah. touch, and you, you really. Can, and even still, they closed that door, but they leave the other one open at any time they like to fell out the other door, so I don't know why they just didn't close the door. <laughs> I mean, just thinking for safety measures, you know? Okay. Because you know? Morris Chestnut's not, he's not like, 
he's got a gun trained uh-huh. on the helicopter pilot. Yeah. The helo pilot, if you will. Yeah. And um, at any time, I guess the helicopter pilot could have just like went sideways and slid uh, would have slid out. May- maybe. He's not like secured. I don't now. think he was like. I don't think he cared enough to like risk. Yeah. Shot. I guess he didn't care. Yeah. Though, so, though, I guess the question then would be: Does anybody else here know how to fly this helicopter? Yeah, that's true. And so maybe he didn't really. But I felt threatened. I didn't know what the whole point of like. I mean, like to me, I wasn't even threatened by Travis Dane as a, like a, as an antagonist, you know. So I don't know the whole point of like keeping him alive to do that. Like I would have been just fine if he just would have fell out the window and died. Yeah, I could. I mean, it's not like that we were expecting. Yeah, him. Like you know, anything under else, siege like, three, the return. Right. Thing. Yeah. I just, I really just think that was like for. It was like they did too much there, you know. And mm-hmm. speaking of too much, it was like the last scene was too much, right? I mean, it was like trains blowing up more explosion the helicopter was like flying through explosions and like they're all flying around and yeah. he's like still trying to train the gun on it and it's just like it was just so bizarre and he like jumps into the front of the helicopter while his explosions are still happening it was just like a bunch of stuff all at once it was like fireworks and craziness and then and then within seconds he's just coolly calmly like radioing in saying hey guys hostages are all safe well even though before that no i don't know has he been back to the cart? Does he know that they're all safe? He's just he's just making an assumption now. He's just reporting like complete assumptions. We all know about assumptions. I guess that's right. <laughs> that's right. I, I don't know how long it it would it take that car to slow down and not like get to the end of that. The, I mean, who knows that they're there? Yeah, the they're bridge, like, yeah, they're yeah, they're out, they're sitting out in the middle it, of what nowhere. It, what in a place. Just, yeah, what if it just rolled off to the bridge? It's like, ah! <laughs> yeah, it's and it's in a place called jump off, jump off, we, jump all off. We've heard is like, oh, there's no radio signals there, so you can't like, there's no communication. Yeah, in dark territory, in dark yeah, territory. Yeah, they were so shut off. Now these now they're going to be like invaded by marauders or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's just you're right. It's just. I just he made an assumption, and then at this time, like Chestnut still being like, I mean, we're almost you just went through like a life and death experience, right? Yeah, and he's all still jokey, jokey. Say, yeah, he's like, oh, Uncle Casey, can we go home now? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I was like, all right, dude, dude, but you're just piling on the comedic. But you know what? We forgot to talk about though. That there's a lot of things we forgot to talk about in this one. Washington D.C. was saved. Because they were able to hit the good old self-destruct right. on the yeah, satellite exactly. because they build these things with self-destructs all the time. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, because if you have a megalomaniac build these things, you always want to like program a self-destruct That's right. at the last second. Yeah, and you always want it to be easily accessible, yeah. that button that you can just accidentally yeah. bump. And this was like kind of like last second because when... It was literally yeah, last second. When, it counted down and it was like... When Casey <laughs> shot him, it gave them power to hit that button and the button... It, or yeah, it, it blew out all yeah. the ghost satellites, yeah. and and so then the the real one remained. And I heard him go, "It was Gamma or it something." Was, it Delta. was Delta. It was Delta. Yeah. And when he said Alpha or Kappa, yeah, know, well, he because he, he guessed Kappa. Yeah, and he was it so was wrong. wrong. Yeah. yeah. Was like, it was. It Delta. wasn't Kappa. Yeah. yeah. It was like, well, no kidding. It was, it was Delta. <laughs> that actor. Oh my god. Yeah. So um. Yeah, we totally missed, and we missed the part where like um, sleazy old breaker back at the you know mm. war room is like calling his wife. He's like, 
Uh, yeah, you might want to you might want to get on yeah. PC tonight. Yeah, Just yeah, go to your mother's. mother's. Go to your mother's and uh, don't tell anyone. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not suspicious. Yeah, at what, all. A, what a what a stand up guy. What yeah. about all my friends? Yeah. <laughs> and where are they? Are they not in Washington? Are they? In they're Denver? in Denver. Yeah. Why are they in Denver? Uh, because of uh, I don't know exactly. That's where these um. <laughs> I don't know. I don't either. Know. <laughs> you know what? The town was just established, so maybe they felt that's like, right. Yeah, yeah, they needed a war room. That's right. There. It's a brand new city. What's <laughs> yeah. the war room in here? Can we get an Air Force uh, general uh, general in here? Get yeah. admirals. That's right. Yeah. Like, weren't they in Honolulu last time? Like, where was uh, the war room? Now that one, I don't think or was they, that was in DC. I don't think they really explained that one. Yeah. And it was a different. It was a different room. Yeah. 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 So I don't know where that one was. Yeah. I assume that one was, was in D.C. Yeah, which is crazy because that was a lot of hours behind Honolulu. Because, I mean, that's where the boat was, or the mm-hmm. ship was in the South Pacific, right? So that's quite an hour difference there. So um, yeah. it's, it's interesting stuff. But, uh, yeah, so uh, explosion, and then just kind of like, kind of very much like Under Siege 1 is like a quick ending, right? It, uh, we, it's we, got a quick ending. We just see the uh, niece and Stephen in his, like, whites, you know, out there like laying flowers was as i guess his dad his brother was in los angeles because they reached her destination i guess i guess yeah. i'm not really sure yeah. i mean i don't know if there's like a but there wasn't like any decorated hero or like congratulations right back for saving us not once but not twice yeah just like there he was just kind of he 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 was only allowed one yeah he was yeah. just sitting the in second there. the second one was he had to do for free yeah and yeah it's true <laughs> and so um so yeah, that was the uh, kind of the end of Under Siege Two, which is um, kind of a haphazard follow up to an epic movie. I've, I must say, yeah, I've I've seen this movie several times over the years, and I feel like that um, I've enjoyed it more than I did this time, and I don't know why. Yeah, I, watching it this time, I I was noticing all the. Just the blips, the flaws, yeah, and, uh, and yeah, yeah, the sequential parts of the movie just didn't seem to fit well. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, even the characters. I mean, like I felt like uh, Travis Dane's character was a little much, and um, her Eric Bogosian, Bogosian, Bogosian. Yeah, yeah, and even Morris Chestnut. I know he was he was there for comedic value, but he, he's not really a comedian. You know, he's not known no. for a comedy. You not know? really. It's like he's trying to be Chris Rock in this role or something, you know? You know, just trying to be a, a funny guy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just, uh, um, I don't know. I, just, yeah. uh, I, I don't know. This is, I mean, it's Steven Seagal. What, what do you expect? It's post Under Siege. So we've established that Under Siege is where Chris Tucker, the peak was. Maybe it would be a better Chris Tucker. Yeah. Because he, eh. he was pretty popular in the 90s, right? Yeah, but too loud. Cause he, I, I think what I like about Morris Chestnut is he's not being um, over the top with the comedy. That's true. He's not. I think yeah. he's, you know, he's he's playing a, a bit straight, you know, with with the jokes. So I feel like because I in my mind I'm thinking if it would like, you know, Chris Tucker, uh, maybe Chris Rock, or um dave chappelle dave chappelle but none of them strike me as like they like really fitting that role yeah yeah so 
but yeah, I mean, it is. It's kind of spotchy. Like throughout the movie, I was just kind of thinking, same like you were. It's just it's hard to kind of pick it. It's hard to kind of keep it in sequential form because a lot of the scenes are very similar. And there's a part of me who just thought to myself, like, why didn't he just ever go back to the engine room? Because mm. um, he dispatched like six dudes in there. And all it was left was like two guys still running the train. If he would have just took out the two guys in the front of the front of the train, stop the train. Would have just stopped the train, and then that would have been a different story, you know. And then they, they would have to get more guys up to the train. I don't know. It just seemed kind of interesting that he went there and then never went back, you know. Yeah. Like, I'm gonna create a bomb instead and do some other things. And yeah. I mean, steal the CD, and you know what's also too. I think I think I pointed out. Um, he's like reporting, like on his fax report, like it was. He was writing that fax pretty early on, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Did he ever? I guess did he peek his head in there? Is that how he knew they had the equipment? But yeah, I think yeah. That's it's it when he was he, like he climbed up the stairs, he, yeah, and he kind of did like a sort quick surveillance. Is that what it happened? I can't remember if it was that or when he was like on top and he was like looking over. That's probably what it was, yeah. Because that's when he was like, "Oh, there's some satellite linking equipment. Uh, Mm -hmm. You might want to let them know that I'm on the train. Yeah, don't send any bombers." Which that 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 particular detail was what clued in the admiral and like, "Oh, this must be our yeah, yeah, nailed it. I found it. This is where they are. Yeah, yeah." Yeah. yeah, and those guys are kind of stiff too, man. I don't know. It's just like um, it's it's very much the similar. It's yeah, they took the same kind of cookie cutter like um, um, formula, if you will, that made Under Siege really successful, but then just kind of added too much. And I think a train is just kind of I don't know. It wasn't it wasn't as exciting as the boat was, and supporting characters maybe not as strong. You know, it could it. Can we make a comparison to speed? Not obviously in the the story, but you have speed on you know on a bus and it's super exciting and all this kind of thing. Then you have speed two cruise control. Jason Patrick. Or Jason Patrick. Lost Boys. Which is really awful. Terrible. Mm. I never saw it. Okay. It's terrible. Is that the is uh they're on a cruise ship. Sandra Bullock in that one? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. They're on a cruise ship. Willem Dafoe plays the villain. Willem Dafoe. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's just terrible. So, I don't know. But I think Under Siege 2 is better than Speed 2. So, you're talking about as, as far as sequels, guys? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah how they, they tried to follow the same formula but change the setting. Mm-hmm. And it, it does not carry over very well. Do you think... Seagal carries the Casey Ryback character ever really well, or do you think he's just being Seagal? I think Seagal's just being Seagal. Yeah, I agree. I don't think he. I think he was more Casey Ryback in like Under Siege. In the I think so too. Yeah, like I, I say, the second one he didn't have a whole lot of dialogue, and it was just really. I wonder if it's. I wonder if it's the you know this is a different director for this movie. It was probably like okay, okay, Stephen, just don't talk. <laughs> Uh, I think that's a great idea. I mean, you got Andrew Davis in the first one, who also directed The Fugitive, and yeah, you know, Above the Law. We talked about that, and I think a a better director in this one. I looked up uh, the guy Jeff 
trying to get the name wrong. Um, anyway, in his filmography, Jeff Murphy and you Jeff know, with the G though, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and yeah, just not quite the same level. Yeah, it isn't. I mean, so, I mean, you could put this one in my book as like a, you know, just a, a ho-hum sequel. It's not quite the Steven Seagal masterpiece. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's it's entertaining to sit through, but it, overall, when you start thinking, when you try to think beginning to end, it doesn't really mesh well. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. Not, not as entertaining as. as yeah, it, it's a, this is definitely not. I would not put this in the must-see of the Seagal Catalog. Yeah, and this is also '90s, early '90s, so it's just like a lot of technology that they're just kind of throwing in there. And I think it seemed like it's well, and we're getting actually this is right mid '90s, mid '90s, and yeah, and I and I'm wondering if by this point the whole the genre was getting a bit tired, yeah, a little bit. It has uh, a feel. It had a had a small feel to like GoldenEye. What uh, I mean, same same year '95. Yeah. Where there's satellite linkage and like yeah, know, they're really going for that yeah, like computer big time technology. Yeah, thing. computer things where instead of like golden eye, it was like what is it EMT or whatever electronic yeah. like shutting down everything. So which, um, but I think of course golden eye is a superior film to this. To, <laughs> well, it's a Bond film, yeah, I mean, so yeah. it's it's got more cachet, I guess. Yeah, more cachet and probably more more repertoire. And rapport with the viewers, but yeah, right, it is what it is. So, where's uh, Seagal go from here? It, like, what was his next movie after yeah. this? What's his next movie? Is it Glimmer Man? Glimmer Man, okay, yeah, that came out in '96. All right, yeah, now with uh, with uh, Keenan Ivory Wayans, and um, I, I like Glimmer Man, but. Maybe that's another one that yeah we'll have to watch it. We'll have to get my opinion has not held up as yeah. much. <laughs> well, I mean, after watching this and then watching Under, Under Siege One, I mean, clearly the contrast is very stark, and uh, I really enjoyed the first one. I mean, we, there's stuff we could pick, we picked apart in the first one too that unfortunately we didn't get to record, but we'll definitely record again. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it was entertaining. So. Yep, cool. was under siege too dark territory yeah i just want to say thanks for listening to our stream of consciousness of recalling the <laughs> sequel to under siege um um by the train tracks so yeah, uh, yeah we it's, definitely uh it's definitely like um it's just a sequential battle of what of, of breaknecking scenes you know, <laughs> neck breaking scenes i should say but uh, you know it was entertaining and i want to say just thanks for listening and uh Tune yes. in to some more some more episodes. We'll definitely uh, be covering some more maybe Seagal here in the future. Yes, I'm sure Seagal will come back into our lives at some point. Absolutely. So this yeah. this was um, maybe chat. Yes, with Mike and Pat. So thank you, everybody. Thanks again. And we will see you soon. Bye. Bye.